At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Happy New Year out there, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A&D, and joining me is not Deion Sanders, but prime time. We gave the Claymore kick, the frog splash, and the spear to 2020, and now we are in 2021. (laughs) (laughs) So, first of all, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. I missed the Zoom call for this. Yeah. So, yeah, we're in 2021 now, so we're hoping that everything, hopefully, will start to, you know, get on the brighter side as the year goes on. Now, everybody has to know that you can't just jump in over a year and be like, oh, 2021, everything's better. No, it's going to take a minute. You know what I'm saying? But hopefully, by the end of the year, we can... What? You mean that midnight, everybody's problems didn't magically go away? Exactly. I know, man. I see so many things on, on social media talking about how all of a sudden it just going to go away. Like, no. It's, just, it's not how it works. It's, it's going to be probably, we're going to go through a rough winter. I'm telling you that right now. I, I know we're going to go through a rough winter. So, look, just hopefully by spring, summertime, they start start, start uh, turning around and then, you know, say it could be kind of dope. But in the meantime, when it's the end of the year, you know what that means. You don't? I'll tell you. It's time for the Wrestling Rewards, man. Awards. We do this every year here on the podcast, and we we, we do our version of who we, we, what our wrestling awards are going to be like for WWE, AEW, and all the other uh, promotions that are out there, New Japan, and I don't watch Ring of Honor, but you know, Impact, whatever the case may be, the Wrestling Awards. So we're doing it this time, and I have to uh, let you know that we are bringing some changes to the Nerd Coalition and change to No Gimmick Cena because hopefully, No Gimmick Cena this year in 2021, hopefully within the month of January, will become a live podcast. I hear the claps, I hear the claps. Yes, a live podcast so you guys can see me, you guys can see Primetime, Flow, whenever he wants to join, and... uh Ladies, schedule, you know, the people who talk, who like to talk about wrestling and, you know, 
be live with it. You know what I'm saying? But, but so we can, uh, you know, put that up for you guys. I think that'd be something cool. And y'all been rocking with us for all these years, so I'm just like, you know, it'll be good just to, uh, you know, try something new. What you think, Prime? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can make it work. <laughs> I mean, thank you for that vote of confidence, WWE. Says <laughs> we can do anything. Oh yeah, we can we can do it all. We can take away your favorite wrestler, take away his name and everything. Oh, let's not talk about that. No way. Let's not, let's not talk about how they about to pile up about fifteen black superstars to go down to the Martin Luther King music <laughs> exhibit in DC. Talking about that, let's talk about how they about to pile up all these old people tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because tonight, by the time you guys listen to this podcast, is Legends Raw. Yes. Legends alumni. Raw. Alumni Raw. Alu- oh, yeah, Alumni Raw. Desk Prime, can you at least watch so we can review it together? I think that would be okay, dope you know to review together. I will watch the first segment. If Hulk Hogan comes out in the first segment, I'm not watching. You like clanging and banging? You know, because if he comes out in the first segment, I'm not watching. Yeah, no, because you're going to cheat. Because if, they, if, he, if he come if out in the second one, you're going to still say the same thing. No, no, no. If they say, if they say, if, they, if he come out in the second segment after commercial, then I, 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 I watch the rest of the show. But if the first thing I see on my TV is Hulk Hogan, I'm turning it. <laughs> okay, look. How about if you just let Hulk let, let Hulk Hogan go by? Oh, so you, oh, so you must know he gonna come out the first. Segment. You, you come on, bro. Because Hulk Hogan only Hogan and Flair like the only legends is going to be there tomorrow. You, you you're not gonna it's not night. You're, right. not, you're not gonna start off the show with the hurricane. You're not gonna start off I mean, the show, you know, say with Alicia Fox, the boogeyman. They should start off the show with Alicia uh, Molina doing her entrance. Hey, no, it's gonna start off with the immortal Hulk Hogan. Did, 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 and he's gonna be the one that's gonna present the championship. Uh, to either Drew McIntyre or Drew McIntyre at the main event of Raw. That's what's going to happen. So, I'm not giving. It to, I'm not giving it to that brother, brother. You know, but like I said, I hope he's okay because you know, remember he took Zeus's death real hard. I said I hope he's okay for the for Raw tomorrow because you know he took Zeus's death real hard. You know, he had to take a minute, brother. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna take a long minute, you know. Yeah, it take a long bit. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him and Brody Lee, though. But uh, when it comes to Zeus, I don't know what happened to him and Pat Patterson either. He know for probably fifty years. <laughs> but, you know, hey, Zeus. Oh, my brother, I gotta take like a week vacation. <laughs> wow. huh. This Joel stole me I will never be able to recover. I will never be able to recover. This is a, a part of my part of my heart is just gone today. Oh, say it loud. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, look, before we get into the stuff I did, we got to make sure you pay the bills. Make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com. That's going to be a part of Then Make sure you guys check out the great content that these black, black podcasters and black content have on spacesphilly.com. Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Wars Show, both sides, and the Market Dark Show. Check us out and our content on there as well as the No Give Machine of Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. 
Drunk Dolph, Sober Tongues, and Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond. So welcome into the new year. There's going to be new podcasts, new entertaining things. We're going to update also our website, TheRealNerdCoalition.com. Once again, it's TheRealNerdCoalition.com. Right now, just use the website to go in there and buy your Nerd Coalition merch or go to Teespring slash TheRealNerdCoalition because right now the website is going to be down and while we're going to be updating the website because it needs to be updated, it is dated as hell. And uh, also check us out on the podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the great stuff. Check out our snippets that we do in the podcast on YouTube Premium. You guys can get YouTube Premium free for a month or try for four ninety nine a month, I believe it is. Depending because YouTube got so many specials now. Even even YouTube TV, they try to get me on YouTube TV, and I'm just like, I was thinking about it, but. I don't feel like paying an extra thing a month, so I do understand that. Cause you go, I can watch wrestling on YouTube, and I worry about coming back home and watching on the kill box. But either here or there, it's 2021, man. So that means we got to get rid of the stench that is 2020. And man, I just figured we just go over uh, before we get into our award stuff. Let's just go over the year as a whole for wrestling. We already know how bad the year was in general, but just. In wrestling in general, first off, the COVID happened. And it just shut everything down starting like March 11th. Remember when March 11th is the date that the NBA shut down? Did that Rudy Gobert pass the NBA? Yeah. Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year last year, shut down the whole NBA. And that's when America... And especially the sports industry at that time looked at it and was all right, like, all right, I gotta take a pause. I'm sorry. Okay. New Japan is currently on, and they have a man that's Don. They have a Don King lookalike. I swear. You know what? Hold on. I'm gonna turn my camera off. Hold up. Let me see. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Because you have to see this. Do you see that? Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> This man is Don King. Yo, that is legit. For, okay, I do apologize to everybody out there. Uh, yeah, I uh, am so sorry. No, oh, it, my God. Because I'm letting anybody know right now, it is Russell Kingdom going on tonight, and I'm pretty sure Prime will review that on next week's podcast because this week it's all about the awards, baby. So, But real quick, I just want let's just talk about 2020 overall as a whole and how it just really just changed the landscape of wrestling. Like I said, March 11th with the, when the NBA shut down, that's when it like really got to everybody. Like, damn, this is real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Now, now of course I ain't talking about how people to talk about it now. I'm talking about back then when the when the NBA shut down and people started following suit. It was like, yo, this is a legit thing. And of course, when it came to wrestling, we were right in the month of WrestleMania 36. And it shut down everything. So, you think about everything that happened in wrestling and how everything got shut down and, like, what could have been when it came to wrestling? Like, Yeah, I mean, come on. I was about to get blood and guts. It's like, you're right. Yes, we won. Remember that? We were supposed to get a War Games match uh, in AEW, wasn't we? Yes, blood and guts was supposed to be phenomenal. Yeah, and we never got blood and guts. I, even even though we got like stadium stampede and other stuff, we never got blood and guts. Yeah, 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 we never got blood and guts.
blood and guts. Wow, you are so right on that one. So, uh, with that being said, we uh, COVID hit, and then we had uh, Russ. Remember when AEW was taking it seriously, but WWE wasn't. And then next thing you know, WWE had like thirty people that had COVID. Outbreak more than one occasion. Exactly, they had multiple outbreaks. Is that so? And everybody was disappearing. Everybody said, "What happened to him?" Like Apollo had COVID. Next thing you know, he just disappeared. He was just like like how, or like how MVP quote unquote told uh, kick Cedric out of hurt business to go to school. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you yeah go to hurt school (laughs) because he got sure. For two weeks exactly. For right? two weeks exactly. I'm just like, wow, man, you had to go on that 14 day hurt hurt quarantine. Uh yeah, that was a that was something. A lot. Of, I mean, don't get me wrong. AEW had to do some quarantine too. QT Marshall, John Moxley, they had to do some quarantine also. So it, it was. Well, it, I mean, technically, that's not John Moxley's fault. No, no, but that was Lance Archer that had to go, and Brian Cage. Yeah, Brian Cage, all them, uh, Moxley, it was, you know, he got it from Renee. He just yeah. wanted to be safe. Exactly. Her job, her job ain't carrying. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, yeah, cause her, her job had, just, 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 remember how they said on Friday, like, the ball Johnson dance, just whoosh, whoosh, swinging everywhere. That's how COVID was in the WWE locker room, just going whoosh, whoosh, back and forth. And the only one pretended was Big Man because, you know, he stayed in his office and used hand sanitizer, I guess. So, thanks. Ha- Things had to switch up drastically. All right, and we had we we, we got uh, shown no audience shows, empty arena shows, which was cool for halftime heat. But other than that, not for a long period of time. And it was something that we had to get used to. That was that was the first March through May was rough. Especially that uh, that Stone Cold show. Yeah. Oh my uh. god. That that's st- you know what? And I I'm sitting here thinking like the what ifs of this year. Like imagine um, was it people being here to hear that Becky Lynch is pregnant? Imagine people being yeah. here yeah. for Stone Cold Day. Imagine, imagine real oh, fans there for Taker. Instead of the fake thank you taker chance. Exactly. If fans were really there for, for taker retirement. Imagine if they were there for the debut of Brody Lee in AEW in his hometown. Yep. Or Hardy. Or or Matt Hardy who they debuted the same night. Mm-hmm. Or Drew McIntyre beating Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or a lot of, of what ifs. Uh, uh, you just sit there. You just sit there and think, like, if they had a crowd, how would it react? And you know, who will react to what? Who will really be over and who will really not be over? You know what I'm saying? Because see, now you yeah. can you can control who's over and who's not. But I'm just like, but uh, you know, that happened. And also, it wasn't just about COVID. Remember, we we had the hashtag speaking out movement this year. Yep. Because. Yep. Them guys can keep them hands to themselves. A lot of people that <laughs> everybody thought was good and all that, uh, not good, but like like wrestlers and cool and all that. It's yeah, just, uh, you know, I ain't I ain't even hear from none of them since then. You know, some people they try to. I only heard from one of them since then. You know, some some trying to make a comeback. You, know? you mean like Velveteen Dream? Yeah. 
think I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like uh, Marty Scroll. I ain't heard from him since. Oh, wow. you, you you know who else I ain't hear from either? Cool. Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, no, not him either. Yeah, no. Nah, there's some people I just haven't, I haven't heard from and heard back from. And, but then for some reason, you know, WWE, some folks got fired and then some, some stayed and we just waited out. Velveteen Dream, Austin Theory. Jack Gallagher just got fired. He just, I don't know what he did. He just got the boot instantly. You know what he did? He, he wasn't a big enough player, I guess, for Vince. I guess not. He probably didn't like his pasty white skin, he probably would call it. Because Fish, Fish has been known to say that. So, it, it's like he got the boot. Then, of course, you know, W tried to, to uh, control all the superstar social media. So, got Selena Vega fired this year. So, a lot of stuff happened. So, that a lot of things they had to just uh, switch on a dime and some things worked and some things clearly didn't work so if you could give me some positives prime of this wrestling or WWE this year what would they be I would say cinematic matches were kind of I think they only had truly I think they only had like one bad or like one like a uh, cinematic match. Yeah, but the rest of them were like solid and, and okay for the most part of, of what they were, were dealt. You know. Okay, well let's see if you're thinking the same one. Which one was the worst one in your opinion? Uh, maybe the, the swamp fight. You know, I was thinking that, but I don't think it's a swamp fight. I, I had one in my head. Okay, what is it? Velveteen and Adam Cole in your house. Uh, I forgot about that completely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that one to me because they they did the, they did the cinematic stuff with the match yeah, with, with the, the car, uh, the, uh, the Sam Shaw thing too. Exactly. Yeah, to me that was just terrible. <laughs> that, that that was just that was just not it was, it was not it wasn't their bright when their bright points. And other than the no or uh, the empty arena shows. What are some of your negatives from this year when it comes to wrestling? Just the, the, the I don't want to say the repeating, but it's a lot of repeating. Definitely on, just in general. I kind of like the, the repeated segments because, you know, people, some people, just like, okay, how can I put this? The first time when people were, were leaving yeah. to get their, their, their hurt business school. Uh-huh. At the time, they had like a limited roster, and they just repeat it week after week after week. Even when they came back, it was still we're gonna repeat these same matches. Uh huh. Yeah, that's I, what I, I really just didn't like that. I agree with you. I I, I that that bothered me. Uh, I we had a lot of wrestling deaths, unfortunately, which we'll, we'll get to. We'll get into that stuff later. Uh, we 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 had, we had a lot of those, which are very unfortunate. Uh, some of us. Uh, negatives that we had was um, what was it? I just had it on the tip of my tongue of what it was. I don't. I did not. I did not like this year the breakup of all these tag teams. Oh yeah, that yeah. I didn't like that either. That was just uh, unnecessarily at that too. Yeah, I did not like. I like the breakup of all these tag teams. Not by not at all. So, no, thank you for that. 
Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on there, but we have dug through all this bed, and we are finally going to give you guys the wrestling awards for 2020. Prime, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. So here's how things are going to work out. So obviously, we are starting over here on their coalition. I do not have my um, community tab to put out the votes here. So uh, I felt I, I felt so. Do you think you can do it on yours, Prime uh, I don't have no idea. I mean, you have a community tab on your channel, right? Well, I don't. I I haven't even used it, so I wouldn't even know, honestly. Oh, I mean, I can I can tell you because you could. It's easy to put polls on there and have people. Now, we, we'll huh? have to figure that out after after the show. Okay. Well, anyway, I, I was thinking about having somebody vote, but we have different categories, and we each picked three picks. Uh, from the category, and I was thinking we can either name ours, or we can come up with a top five, and then have um, our fans vote on who they think it is, because we're going to come up with, because we may have the same three, or we may have a different uh, Yeah, three. maybe. So, uh, but that's how most likely this thing is going to work, so I think I'll say, well, you know what? No, we'll start with Superstar of the Year. So, l- let's get into it. The 2020 No Gimmicks Needed Nerd Coalition Studios Wrestling Awards. And let's start off with who we thought was Superstar of the Year. So, give me your three, Prime. So, my wrestler of the year. Uh, I got three. So, of course... You must do three. Sometimes I, I do two honorable mentions, but for this one, I just got three. Uh, I got Drew McIntyre, John Moxley, and for me personally, Tetsuya Naito. So. Oh, okay. Because I got the same list, but I got Roman Reigns on my list. Okay, okay. So right now, so we, 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 we got a list of... um. Of four people. Do you think we can think of a, a fifth one? Um, uh, Would you think about putting Kenny Omega? Or, or Kenny Omega was too much of a tag team guy this year. I think the full year he was too much of a tag team guy. Mm-hmm. So. Cody? Nah, not Cody. Nah, no, no. Not Cody. You can't, you can't nah, put two, pew, pew, pew. Two Honestly, two. you know what? You know what? Uh, Brody. Uh, I say Brody. You say Brody? Yeah. I, I was going to put him in like breakout. I don't think, nah, I think he been broke out. They just, they, they, they just... Yeah, but he, he, he's in a new company, new new gimmick. He, he actually so you talk... can break out more than one time? Say what? So you can break out more than one time? Uh, I mean... You are right, but he his idea of the Wi-Fi. I, I don't know if Superstar of the Year is not because I know he just passed away. Like if, if he did not pass away, right? You had to ask yourself: Will he still be in category for Superstar of the Year? He probably wouldn't be. For me, for me, yeah. I mean, he came to AEW and made a team that you first of all that you hated. He I made sh- them into something, and he had great matches for the for AEW Championship and for his TNT title. Okay, you know what? Sure. Let's put Brody Lee on. But, but hey, if you don't want Brody, then I'll just go for the easy one and say Adam Cole. 
Okay, so I can go with Adam Cole also. Yeah. Okay, Adam Cole. I like that. So, okay, that will be our five. Now, let's we, we can talk about our opinions real quick of who wins it, but then we can have, you know, the people vote also okay. if, if we can find okay. a, a, a good polling system. So, out of those five that we just mentioned, who would get it for you? Maybe Drew got the edge over Moxley. Now, uh, now, but Moxley, I'll say Moxley. I just, I, I was thinking about it, and then I was like, Moxley had a good, like, actual championship run. Like, his run was phenomenal. His run was phenomenal. So, McIntyre's had a good, like, run, too, but uh, Moxley's run was just different. If this was a pure WWE list, Drew McIntyre's the clear winner. Yeah. But when it comes to us adding different different companies on there, and you can't leave out AEW, Moxley is the winner. First of all, he was a smart baby face because you know they don't have to be on They don't nowadays. got smart baby face at all. But you know what? So was Drew though. Drew was a smart baby face also. He is, but uh, Mox, uh, you're right. He is a smart baby face. I will, he, okay, he's a, he's a smart and a powerful baby face also. So yeah, I, I, I would say the difference for me is that Moxie kind of stays in character. For example, like Drew. I tagging with a new day. He got the new day merch on, dance like the new day. He, he, I mean, I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe I'm just thinking too much into it. No, I'm not going. That's not going to make it change superstar of the year for me. The only thing that I, I well, no, change, no, no, I'm just saying. Like I like him. Moxie stayed like him the whole year, pretty much. No, I, I, the one, the one that what helps me give Moxie the edge right now is that he, uh. Held the championship the whole year, and he had quality opponents. Whereas Drew McIntyre, they had to feed him people because they didn't build up nobody. It's like he had Bobby Lashley, who was credible, but he he's Bobby Lashley's more credible now than he was back then. Then you yeah, got even, even back then, I thought he was going to win just so they could do the little. Everybody got a championship storyline. Exactly. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, come on, that wasn't you, you know Dolph Ziggler was going to win nothing. Uh. They, they, they gave him the Randy Orton thing. They gave him AJ Styles at the end. But, you know, uh, that middle of the road type thing, that summertime thing, the big show, come on now. I was like, Drew, Drew didn't have that, but whereas Moxie was doing Kenny Omega and Jericho, and or the Darby Allin match was cool, though. I ain't going to lie, even though I know yeah. he wasn't going to win it. But Darby Allin, Lance Archer. Like, Brody, Lance Archer, and, um, and uh, Eddie Kingston. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, Women Superstar of the Year. Okay. 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 Who were your three? Uh, my three uh, is Sasha Banks, of course. Uh, this one might be a shocker to some people, but Deanna Parazzo. I knew it. I knew it. Very good year. She had a very good year. Two-time champ. For a company that she wasn't even signed in until after she lost the championship. Just don't make sense, but alright. And then Bailey. Okay, well, me and you both have Sasha and Bailey, but we do we do have a different one in I don't have Diana Perrazzo. If she had behaved herself a little bit better, it would have been Tessa Blanchard. But 
since you know I, I I'm not going to reward bad behavior. I don't care what anybody out there says. You know, what I'm saying even though people are like, well, they're just still waiting trying to find a spot for. I'm like, okay, these companies are, are trying to figure out they're not going to reward too much bad behavior because she had a lot of you know stink coming off of her of how she left Impact and what the stuff was going on earlier this year. So that's why I couldn't pick Tessa Blanchard. But I like Britt Baker. I like Brit. I like Brit Baker. Brit Baker uh, honestly, Brit Baker could be up for a breakout star, technically. Yeah, she, she, oh, she. Mm, mm, okay. Now, why, why, why would you call her for, for a breakout? Because this was her best year, like in wrestling in general. I would say. I wouldn't put breakout. I'll put most improved. I mean, yeah, most improved. Not well. Not break out, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Okay, so like, yeah. now since we have Sasha Bailey, Diana Perazzo, and Britt Baker, we need a fifth one. Who would Oscar. you? Yeah, you can, you can't go against Oscar. Oscar killed it this year. Yeah, I was debating between Oscar and Bailey, but Bailey obviously was a champ for almost a year, so I was like, I had to do Bailey. Yeah. So I mean, it, 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 look, ding dong, hello, she had a good year. She had a good year. Okay, so and she has a uh, she has a straight up Steve Austin episode coming up. Really? Oh no, not straight up Steve Austin. What is called? Now? Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. That's what it is. Trevor one of those. So be interesting. All right. So now since we since we got our category together, who uh wins for you? For me, I would say Sasha. Sasha did have a damn great year. I just I like how she just won all three championships in this whole year and just had great matches. Io Shirai, the Bailey match was good. The Hell in the Cell match was good. Mm-hmm. The uh, Oscar match was good. She did have different like she had great matches. I can't even lie. Mm-hmm. Even the tag team matches was good with her and uh, her. Wasn't it her and Bailey versus Oscar and Io? No, Sasha had a match with EO by herself. Why am I thinking? Why am I? No, they must have fought. No, they they fought after. It. That's what it was. They fought after after the fact. I mean, when they were uh, when they were uh, tag team champions, they had uh, um, you know, uh, fought some. Who who did fight on NXT? That's why I thought it was. I thought it was Oscar and. and uh, Yo, oh no no! Uh, what was it? no? Did uh, they did they fought Oscar Kyrie? I think it may have been EO or somebody. I can't remember. I really can't remember. It, it's block. It's, it's blocking me right now. Okay, well. Oh, they did fight. They they, they fought EO and Kyrie this year too. Okay, okay. Early in the year, but they fought. They still fought them. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Do I want to go with Sasha or do I want to go with uh? Or do I really? Work? I didn't go. I ain't put no Io Shirai down neither. But you know what? I'm sorry. I, I think I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bailey. Okay. Okay. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go with Bailey this one. I think she's gonna edge out Sasha just a little bit because this heel run she grew into that character. Because at first, remember, everybody was like, "I don't know how good Bailey gonna be as a heel," and I was just like, "You're right. I don't know neither." And she grew. She grew right into the role. So. uh it was dope. 
All right, so let's okay. go into most improved. So these okay. are the superstars where I'll put in the category of they obviously were superstars before, but obviously they, they had a breakout year that made them better than what they were. All right, just a quick question: Is this is this most improved and a breakout, or those two separate categories? I, I have two separate categories for them. Okay, so when you wrote it, okay, so I okay. I, I, I did wrong then. All right, that's okay. cool. So I'll go first on most improved. Okay. I did, and because I am biased, my most improved was Jey Uso. Okay. Private Party. Okay. Brody Lee. Okay, I think Private Party would be more of a breakout because they weren't, like, uh, known before. Okay, so yeah, the, I'll put uh, we can put them in a breakout because, like I said, I'm a fan of Private Party. Uh, okay. But yes, but but definitely Jay Uso and Brody Lee. Okay, and maybe okay. you could throw AJ Gray in there, but I said I didn't see too many too much of his matches though. I just heard all. Uh, okay. Well, my most improved, I have Orange Cassidy. Oh yes, that's a good one. Okay, Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. And since she said it, Britt Baker. Most improved. Okay, so right now we got a good list. Orange Cassidy, Britt Baker, Brody Lee, Jay Uso, and I guess you want to add... AJ Gray. AJ Gray? You okay. said AJ Gray. I did. Do you want to add him or you want to add somebody else for most improved? Um, I probably want to add somebody else. Okay. Uh, let me just uh, get a, let me get a quick glance of who's on... <laughs> Um, that's difficult. The most improved. I don't. Uh, I would have said Angel Garza if he kept on wrestling. Well, well yeah. Okay. Well, he did. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know. Not not that nobody's not being most improved, but mean. not enough to be like noticeable. Uh huh. That makes any sense. So I I just I I just keep it at the roster I have. You can add AJ AJ Gray if you want. I mean, sure. Why not? Okay. That's okay. We'll do that. All right. So that's our five. But then you know what? For me, it's going to Brody Lee. No. Oh. Oh. No, you know what? No. Huh? No. I, I can't get that. I can't give him that. I'm about to say no. I gotta go. James. He dominated a court. I went. Who are you going to give it to? I was gonna give it to Orange Cassidy because they you took know him what? seriously aside from that Jericho uh, storyline. He kind of showed he's not just a quick kick guy, but Jey Uso also they turned him into like a main event star. So this neck and neck. It you know what you're right for neck and neck Jey Uso and Orange Cassidy. You are so right about that. I'm gonna go with Jey Uso though. Okay. Okay. Because remember, I remember us talking about it, how uninterested you were in this storyline because he's a tag team guy. I remember you yeah. saying that. So now with him being him like growing on you, I seen the growth. That's why I go with Jay Uso. Uh, we can go with Jay. Even though either one, either one wins for me. So I was cool. even though I had the growth for Orange Cassidy also, but yeah. Alright. Now we go to breakout superstar of the year. These are superstars that, you know saying, are newer to the scene. I'm going to tell everybody right now, I'm going to take Bianca Belair off my list because she's really not breakout. She's already been doing this already. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So I added so, so since you said prior party, he's taking the place. So these are my breakout superstars: Dominic Mysterio, Private okay. Party, Sammy uh-huh. Guevara. Oh, okay. Okay, interesting choice for Sammy. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right, I like. I would say Private Party as well. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Hey, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, because uh, ref bump on New Japan. Sorry right. about that. Uh, I would say Raquel Gonzalez because she she was a wrestler this year, but now like now she's like in main events with Rhea Ripley. So yes, she got that last woman uh, standing match coming up. Yeah. Yes. And honestly, Shotzi. And oh. It's a good pick. Yeah. Even though she ain't got no championship or nothing like that, she's still like they taking her very seriously rather than just a girl with the tank. So Alright, so what's the category now? We have so we, we voted on we got Sammy Guevara, we got uh-huh. Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Gonzalez. Raquel Private Gonzalez, Party. Private Party, and Shazi Blackheart. Yeah. Oh that now that's a good breakout list. I like that. So, out of all the ones you mentioned, who wins it for you? For me, I would say Raquel. I like the way you say that name, Raquel. <laughs> That's a good winner for me. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like... she has a one-on-one, not just a match, she has a one-on-one storyline with uh, Rhea Ripley, and she got the winning pinfall in the war games, which means she might be uh, having some EO coming up soon, maybe. Yeah, because she definitely did. She definitely did pin Io. Uh, she is still a little green, a little bit, but she is in like she's developing, and she made like, like she's grown on me. Because when she first, when she was first like the um the muscle for Dakota Kai and the way she like chokeslam Tegan Knox to, on the table and missed the table, I was like, no, nah, she had to go back to the dressing room. But now it ain't like she Nia Jax out here, so she's a. Uh, she has grown on me, and that one on Powerbomb has. Uh, uh-huh. I like that move. Yep. So yeah, uh, but it's not. Go- it's gonna go to Sammy Guevara for me. Okay. Okay. Sammy Guevara because Sammy Guevara has had a great year. The Inner Circle has been one of the best things in AEW, of course, and of course all the matches that he had, and all he has the most memorable moments from each one of those. Matches those cinematic matches that they had in AEW, even almost killing Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah, That's, that was that was a moment that happened. That did happen. So yeah, um, so I'll pick Sammy Guevara. All right, okay. so uh, we have match of the year. Ooh, now I, I, it took a while I, I said I'm only going to pick three because I'm like I know he's going to probably pick some other ones and we can add them all together so I, I have one two three I have five in total oh okay so th- th- we, we got to keep it to five and I so. know I know two for sure you haven't seen so okay so lay them on me alright I got uh, Okada versus Abushi at Wrestle Kingdom night one Oh, that was great. Um, yeah, fantastic. Kota uh, Bush did his cocaine, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks at Revolution. 
uh, Kenny Omega versus Laredo Kid at Triple A. That was like in December sometime, but that match was fantastic. This man hit a, this man hit a one way danger from the top rope. <laughs> For the first Good time. lord. Yeah, uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan on an episode of SmackDown. I don't know which one. And then the Royal Rumble. Those are good matches. The only match I don't have on your list that you said was Sasha and Bailey Hell in the Cell. Yeah, yeah. So now, because I have AJ and Daniel from SmackDown, I have the Elite versus the Young Bucks from Revolution, mm-hmm. which was phenomenal. So now we got to break it down to just, just five. So we got Elite versus Young Bucks. We got AJ, Daniel Bryan. We have. <coughs> Abushi and Okada, right? Mm-hmm. And now, me personally, I mean, like, we got to find a way for the Royal Rumble match and Sasha and Bailey. I would say I would edge over the Royal Rumble before Sasha and Bailey in this case. That's okay. And then, and then what was that? Because you said the Kenny Omega versus uh, who? Laredo Kid. He's a uh, triple A. Uh, I see. The thing is, it's it's, it's kind of not fair. Cause I haven't seen that match because, well, yeah. I, I I really like like that Sasha and Bailey held the cell because they they had the best women's held the cell since they started doing the women held the cell, and they had the best one on that card. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I still kind of leaned over to to, Bailey, to uh, Sasha and Becky, but that's probably just a preference thing. You, yeah, you, you the, the the Sasha and Becky thing was cool, and it was a really good Hell in the Cell match. But the reason why this edge is over because Sasha actually won. Oh yeah, and then they re they replayed what they did with her in Takeover Brooklyn, and they also paid into the storyline of come on ha- having a bank statement inside the chair, you stepping on the chair. That's crazy. That that's what that's what makes Hell in a Cell brutal. Like they brought back the brutality and the brutal the, the, the brutalness of Hell in a Cell, opposed to how the Fiend and Seth Rollins almost killed it. For each other. It, exactly. To, to, I like that they, they had they did two back to back ref stoppages in that match. But then Bailey Sasha Banks, she's kicking uh, Bailey's head inside of a chair during a bank statement. Come on now. To me, that, so you want to add that as the fifth one? That got to be the fifth one for me. I don't know the rumble, man. Brock dominating the rumble, and then Edge coming back, and then I'm saying, the well, then I, I'm just saying. So with fans, that you are right. I will put that up there. Well, then I put that over Kenny Omega and a uh, guy from December. Uh okay, maybe uh, okay, because I, I got I got Kenny Omega. I got I got the elites versus the the, the, the young bucks was like was was going on the that that just happened in December I missed that you know okay understandable all right all right so yeah that that will be that will be the five so I out them five what is the match of the year for you for me is is uh, Paige and Omega versus the young bucks I have to agree I because it it was like is it that or is it the Royal Rumble? And I was just like, it gotta uh, be that. Yeah. It's gotta be. 
it, it has to be there. even though the Royal Rumble was so fucking awesome. And even though Brian and, and AJ, that should have been the match. He should have had the Royal Rumble last was it last year or two years ago. Remember when it was AJ versus Daniel Bryan? Oh yeah, and yeah. Rowan came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when that's when it should have. That's what the match should have been. But we got it on SmackDown, which is still great. But you know, it's good to, when, when, when you nominate a TV show match to one of yes. the best ever. So that's that's dope. Yeah. Um. Okay. You know, yeah. Huh. Just real quick, I want to commend Daniel Bryan because honestly, I kind of almost forgot he retired. Just you know. I almost forgot he retired for four years. Yes, he and came, came back. back. He had a great championship run, and he's having a good run now. Well, not a good, good run, but you know, he's having a run now. While Balasin being a father, well, that that championship run was 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 crazy. Yes, or or or, or basically the, uh, the 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 chase for it because he was a champion long. After he won, he had the Extreme Rules match with Kane in 2014. But then he had to get a championship belt because he was injured, remember? No, no, I'm talking about the the, the, the newest one. Oh, are, are, are you talking about uh, Captain Planet? Yes. Yes, yeah, oh about, yeah. He came back and had had a championship run and he reinvented himself. That's why I said I almost don't seem like he retired for four years. You're right. Yeah, Daniel Bryan is awesome. All right, so now let's go to cinematic match of the year. So obviously, with there's no fans in the building, we got to do a lot of cinematic things this year, and there were a lot of them from both AEW and WWE. But we're going to try to give you the top five, and we're going to try to figure out which one was it. So, prime time. Uh-huh. Um, so, give me your three. Alright, I got the Boneyard match. Yes. Stadium Stampede. I knew you were going to pick Stadium Stampede. And Gargano versus Ciampa. Really? Yeah, really. I like that match. I do. But it wasn't the best out of their series. Because in my, cause I really like that Gargano Chompa street fight. I like that unsanctioned match. And I like the last man standing match. All better than their cinematic match. I mean. You're right. But we're talking about cinematic matches. So, I mean. Okay. I'm not gonna compare the cinematic match to a regular match. You're right. You're right. That, if that um, was the case, that this, this cinematic match wouldn't even make a list. What you know? I, I I uh okay. So in my opinion, I have two. I have the Boneyard match okay. and Stadium Stampede. But what I have yeah. is also Money in the Bank. Oh, uh, which one? Oh, wait, no. It was, uh, it was I was about to say only uh, able. See. I was going to pick Money in the Bank, but then I thought about Otis winning it, and I was like, no. Okay, I didn't like Otis winning it and the way he won, but having, first of all, it was very creative, first of all, doing, I'm giving W credit for this. Number one, they did it. Killing Mysterio and Aleister Black for real. Yeah. They they had it in the the WWE headquarters. Uh Number two, they did both matches at the same time. That's they should have awesome. It in the headquarters every year, and just call it the chase. You know, something. dude, copyright that, okay? <laughs> copyright that right now, because that's uh, what they should do. You know, I I agree with you because first of all, because I, I I was like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to record all this? But first of all, they had the men and the women have having the matchup at the same 
time, which is very creative, and them having to run through the whole building, and I was just like, I'm, I'm digging the hell out of this right now. So, and then they have, they, 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 Shayna Baszler put uh, Ray Mysterio in the Coquita Clutch. I, I, I mean, well, you know, it's in the Caribou Clutch. And uh, I was like, you know, uh, you had Tamina and Otis, like, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Nia Jackson, Otis, like, squished Ray Mysterio. Right there. No, I don't even. Tamina and Nia Jackson, Otis, just, yeah, I know, but but David having like, it was it was cool having them run through the building, having the different cameos minus, like, I like the brother love thing. The doink made no sense. What about the people power? Pew Power was kind of funny. I like Pew Power. I like Vincent there with the hand sanitizer. Uh-huh. Yeah, show that he still cleans. I, I wish that, you know, they had a couple more cameras. I did like the AJ Styles having the PTSD with the Undertaker stuff. Okay. That was, that was dope. So, um, I, okay, so now we only got four. We need one more. I, Refuse to put any of those Bray Wyatt matches on this list, in I, my opinion. Honestly, I was thinking about putting that that um, what did Matt Hardy call it? What, what kind of deletion was it with Sammy Guevara? Elite deletion. Elite deletion. How'd you feel about that? No, I thought that was I thought that one was solid, but then I think it went too long at the end with the hurricane and gang rail having to brawl and. <laughs> I, I, I need gang grilling there. I, I, those I did not need in there. They brought then they, then he then he brought in private party and all them. Okay, yeah. So that was cool, but then it, but it's like I was more entertained with that than chopping and Gorgano. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, do, do you have any other uh, nominees? Nah, I just have those. Those. Uh, in particular, I just had the Boneyard and Stain and some people, sure. Because I know I already know the winner's going to be one of those two. But uh, aside from that, I, I picked that match because I just. It's a cinematic, real ish match. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have any other any other categories. Though. But if you want to put a match, I guess you could put one of Bray Wyatt's match. Yeah, I think he had like three this year. So. I'm sorry if it's going to be me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting. Elite Deletion on there. Okay, you can put that on there. But the best cinematic match, uh, you know what? Oh yeah, the best cinematic cinematic match though does go to the Boneyard match. And I think it goes to Stadium Stampede. I <laughs> talk about entertaining. How you gonna say entertaining and then so that match wasn't entertaining all the way? No, 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 I'm gonna tell you right now. Look, I want to get a lot of heat for what I'm about to say. But people, we oh, all have. Oh, here it goes. We about to have our opinions, but look. Oh, here it goes. I'm sorry, Money in the Bank was a little bit more entertaining. Stadium, really? Stadium you you talk about Elite Alicia went too long. Stadium Stampede went kind of long too. Stadium Stampede went long, but it was entertaining all the way through. In my opinion, it went a little long. But the whole time, I didn't even notice how long it was. Okay, wow. You know what? To uh, be fair, to be fair, they did have a lot of memorable spots. Sammy getting hit with the golf cart. And horse. And Adam Page literally riding the whole field 
on a horse. Yeah. Was dope. That that actually made Sammy, that made my thumbnail. Sammy Guevara getting uh, the one we named her from the top of the stands to like this thing at the bottom. Just and also yeah. the, them doing the Northern Lights suplex from literally end zone to end zone. Just, they had a lot of good moments. Like the whole show, and they had the Matt Hardy thing when he was turning into different characters in the pool. I don't know. They just had a that one. Just had a lot of moments where I was like, "Ha ha!" I was just laughing and going, "This is awesome!" At the same time, you know. I do for the barnyard. Oh, what you gonna say? No, I'm gonna say I, it's it's hard to argue that because I had a great time too, especially when uh, they was in the bar and Omega and um. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, 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 they had the beer and everything. That it's hard to argue. Hey, he did the, uh, <laughs> what is it called? Oh my god! He slid through the whole table and everything on the table slid off. Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh my god! That's the first time I seen that in real life. Oh my god! How, how, however, I, I'm still. I gonna, just I, tell you with the boneyard. I love the boneyard match. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not going to say like every single like everything was like a a moment for me. Not not everything. You know, sometimes I was like ah, or I was like ah. But the match was still great. So yeah, I personally would say Stampede though. But you know yeah, I, I, okay. You say Stampede. I'm gonna still go with Boneyard in that one. Okay. Right. All right. What we got next up on the list here? We have a. Uh, Oh damn, we skipped over tag team? We yeah. damn sure did. My bad. I didn't mean to skip over tag team. Alright. Tag team of the year. Player. So here are my three teams. Okay. Don't laugh. I have the Street Profits. Okay. I have the Elite. And I have the Elite? Huh? The Elite? Kenny Omega and Anna Page. Oh, well, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, the Elite, and then I have the North. Karate Man? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry. If there's any high point points of Impact Wrestling this year alone other than... um the, the Machine Guns? Yeah, but the North of the Champions, though. So, some of the Machine Guns. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, more machine machines have won all my tag team of the year awards all back when I watching TNA, but I don't know. I, I like it's something about the North that I like. You like they, they got the old school feel? They do. I mean, not like FTR old school feel, which I, I was, FTR could be on my list also, but I like the North. Okay, okay. But, so, what are your three teams? Uh, I have the top guys, because I refuse to call them FTR. Uh, I have the Young Bucks. I have the Street Profits. I have Hangman and uh, and Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey. Okay. I, so, who, who, who are our five B? Street Profits, of course. The Elite, okay, of course. Okay. You can put the Young Bucks in there. You have FTR? Yep, I got the top guys. Yep. I guess we got to pick Sasha and Bailey over the North then, right? Uh, I mean, you can pick the North. 
It gotta be five, so we gotta both agree on it. It's either it's either between the North or Sasha and Bailey. Which one's it gonna be, Sasha and Bailey? Oh, I mean, yeah, Sasha and Bailey. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a no-brainer. So then, now who wins Tag Team of the Year? I personally, I would say second place for me is the top guys. First place for me personally is Omega and Paige. I think they had a great run. They did have a great run. But I'm, I'm assuming gonna, you picking Street Profits. I'm going with the culture on this one. Because uh-huh. I watched the Street Profits when they was up here doing a house show in Philly before they even know it was the Street Profits. But back when they was, we used to call Montez Red Shoes. Where he was um, wrestling in these bright, these bright red sneaks, and I'm just like, and then he was like, Angel Dawkins, but he never get out of NXT. That was 2016. We was watching them, uh-huh. and I've seen them grow. And now Montez is the best fog splash in the business. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry, RVD. Montez is the best fog splash. Oh, you mean in, in all? Oh, I, I, well, RVD still in the business. That's all I'm just saying. Oh, well, well, who wants to see a 50-year-old boss? <laughs> and when he came back for Raw last show, I was like, what is he going to do? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. RVD maybe come back to WWE because he, he got that first look. He got that um uh, Icons documentary coming out. He might because he did. Like, he, I don't know how they did it, but this man, like, Showed up while being like a champion in Impact. <laughs> that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah, this man was a champion that showed up on Raw just to come out and point at Sami Zayn. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how it's going. I don't know how it's going to do. So Street Profits is going to get my pick. Okay, I, I will say Heyman and and uh, and Pay Heyman and Omega because like their championship matches were always like fantastic to watch. Uh huh. Not to say that the Street Profits didn't always have good matches, but like the championship matches were almost like match of the year quality when it came to Hangman and uh, Omega. Oh yes, opinion. all the time. I, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't even, I can't even argue with, I can't argue with that. But the thing, the difference between that for me is that's expected from them. That, okay. Yeah, that's expected. So, 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 so you're not expecting the culture to have good matches. What you saying? I'm not expecting them to. I'm not when it comes to the culture. Uh, the street powers out there. People don't know. I'm not expecting them to get good teams and to be as good as they turn out to be. Because it's Angelo Dawkins on your team. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Montez, so Montez gets the hot tag. That's Montez gets the hot tag. No, Angelo gets the hot tag. Angelo gets the second hot tag. Well, okay, okay. I guess I guess the count is the first hot tag because he's the one that brings the energy, and then he kind of tags in Montez. Like after he's done doing his hot tag, then Montez kind of does the the flying, basically. Yeah, I mean the street the street the street, the street problems is good, and they have surprised me this year. And to be honest, with you, at the beginning, I was like when they when they uh had the NXT Tag Team Championships and they came to the main roster, I was like, well, they done. <laughs> I'll be honest, they're done, and then when they got the the Raw Tag Team Championships, I was like, well, the Viking Raiders are going to easily beat them. Because remember that that whole thing of Bianca Belair saying, y- y'all ain't beat the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, the Viking Raiders, they- they- there they go. They- they're going to beat um, Tez and, you know, uh, Dawkins, and then that's just going to be it. And we ain't going to hear from she Pops. But they surprised. They oh kept the gosh. time. What? Don't say Tez and Dawkins, because that might become their name in one day. Don't say that. <laughs> 
They go to AEW. Oh my God, it's Taz and Dawkins. No, I'm talking about in the company now. You know, Vince is randomly like to give up names. You know? Yeah, it's... one week they are Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Next week they Taz and Dawkins. Known as the Street Profits with their with their uh, with their with their valet Bianca. Just Bianca. <laughs> can, can you just imagine Vince McMahon saying it's Taz? <laughs> Like, dude, you don't say it like text. You say it like, you know, Tez. You know what I'm saying? You just, it's kind of like, you know, when you watch Montrez, Harold, and basketball, it's Tez. Uh, this will get the culture. But anyway, so uh, we got... Um, what are you talking about? I don't get the culture. I love Indians. Native Americans. You know what? It, it just got, Vince is going to make me sick when it comes to Martin Luther King Day. I swear he do. This, like I'm mad that he a Martin Luther King Mark, bro. I really am. I'd be like, ugh. Here we go now. Get on what that you bus. You don't, huh? you don't like when they go. We don't like when the 15 superstars go to see the monument that they probably don't see 15 times. Bro, he go up there and probably fuss them talking about stuff. Go down there and learn some. Learn what know what I know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so. They should take Hulk Hogan so he can say, "I need a minute to recover from this." <laughs> I knew, I knew him very well, and uh, oh, uh, bro, I will never be able to recover from this. I need a vacation. No Hulk Hogan. No Hulk Hogan. He, no Hulk Hogan. He the one who who paid for the crib. He Hulk Hogan tell one of the stories. Talk about so let me tell you something, brother. The reason why Martin King got a monument on the mall is because of me, bro. Uh, I'm the one that claimed to bang to help make this thing do what it did. Brother. Um, let's go on a feud of the year. Okay. So, who had the most memorable feud of the year? Um, we got to put down three. So, what, what, uh, what, what were your three? I say Sasha and Bailey. Yep. Moxley and Kingston. They had a good feud. And uh, uh, this one is surprising, but Undisputed Air and Pat McAfee. I, I would say, say, okay, I would just say Adam Cole, Pat McAfee. I would say Undisputed Air because he was feeling with Undisputed Error. Yeah. Because he, he did, he was the one that beat up uh, Adam Cole, and then he was the one that got them to uh, beat up the other members. Shit, Pat McAfee should have been breakout star of the year, to be honest with you. But, uh, well, well, yeah, but well, you can't be breaking up with two matches on it, you know. You're right. Okay, I had Sasha and Bailey, mm-hmm. but I had Roman and Jay. Okay. And Edge and Randy. Hmm, okay. Because okay. Edge and Randy did have a, a, a good feud with good build-up. Now, in my personal opinion, the last man standing match was a little long. A little. It it it, it, it was long as hell, and I, like I said, this was it, it didn't help because we, we didn't have we we had no audience, but it was still it, it was still good, good enough. But that's that's my boy Randy Orton right there. And then you had speaking of long, they went longer with the greatest wrestling match ever, which don't even win match of the year for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, okay. Uh, there's that, and then they were supposed to have an I quit match, but the way things are going with the Fiend right now, I'm just like, I don't even know if Edge is going to be back in time. To be honest with you, Honestly, but... 
Yeah. I, I thought when Randy Orton won a title that they were just gonna get Edge to like come back at the Rumble and win it and like, win it and then have him fight Edge and have him fight Orton. But I get you know that's that's over with now. Because that story don't need the championship. That's why. Yeah, but you know how this like the give it give it the belt. Yeah, I guess. Well, you know, like like because we need it. Goldberg versus whoever he fought this year for the belt. Please don't mention Goldberg name this course of WrestleMania. But anyway, <laughs> so. Our top five is with Bailey and Sasha. Uh, you Moxley said, and Kingston. Moxley Kingston. Cole nah, McAvee. And, and yeah. Okay, oh, Edge, no. Edge yeah. Orton and, and Roman and Jay. So who wins uh-huh. it? I'd say Sasha and Bailey. Sasha Bailey wins it for me. Yep. Sasha yeah. Bailey. It was close second. It was like the year of Sasha and Bailey almost. It like. was. Close second, Roman and Jay. Okay, okay. Close second. Roman and Jay. Uh, let's see. What do we have uh, here? Uh, wait, what, damn, what else I put down here? That show of the year. Show. You go to the show or pay per view? Which one you want to go to? Okay, you know. Well, let's do let's just do show of the year. Which uh-huh. I mean, honestly, ain't but three I put down, and I got four. You got f- okay. Uh, I had wait. What did you put down? I'm curious. I got winter is coming. I got SmackDown Christmas episode. NXT Great American Bash and AEW 50, which was the one that had Trent and and best had best friends and proud and powerful in a street fight parking lot. That was a damn good show. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have a Celebration of Life, Brody Lee. Best, oh, you know what? Best okay. yep. damn tribute show, period. Uh, it's a SmackDown Christmas. Uh-huh. And Halloween Havoc NXT. Mm. Those to me were on my top three. So, what would the top five be? I'm so I'm picking Halloween. Winter having is over. coming. Say what? I say winter is coming. Okay, so oh, well, let us be all agreements here. So, I love winter is coming. Also, that was a good show. Uh-huh. Uh, so we'll put winter is coming. Can we agree Christmas that episode. Christmas episode of SmackDown? Uh-huh. C- Celebration of life for Brody Lee. Okay. Now, I'll say Great American Bash. I'm saying Halloween have go Great American Bash. Okay. okay. You don't think Halloween have was a better show than Great American Bash? I just really liked Great American Bash. Look, I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Great American Bash was dope because they, they had it for two nights, and of course, Keith Lee becoming double champion, which I want to be on my wall of black excellence, is a dope ass moment. It really is. But bringing back Halloween Havoc, which I'm a sucker for the WCW stuff, even though Great American Bash is WCW also, having Gorgano and Priest uh, had that false count anywhere match, and then Priest doing a tribute to Sting, and of course Gorgano having the, the screams, and you had the the uh, Hornet, uh, the House of Ter- Hornet House of Terror with uh, Dexter Loomis and your boy Cameron. Oh, no, 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 well, no, and, then, and, well. Then, and then the TLC match, the tables, ashes, scares with Candice LeRae. And Io Shirai? Uh, 
that match was good. Yeah. So, and Kavita bring Holly Havoc. So that's why I got. That's, that's why Halloween Havoc just edges it out enough for great. Because Great American Bash had two. Uh, I remember the Keith Lee and Adam Cole, but then also uh-huh. I remember the Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae in the street fight. Uh-huh. And then Sasha and Io. Sasha and Io was good. Uh-huh. And who else am I missing? Oh, you got two nights to worry about, so... Yeah, exactly. I'm saying, so, I mean, guarantee winter is coming. Celebration of Life of Brody Lee. It's a SmackDown Christmas. It's the three. We need two more. So we can. Uh, what about AW50? Do you like that yeah, one? I, honest, uh, when it comes to AW50, I will pick Great American Bash and Halloween Havoc over that. Okay, so. So. Just, just real quick, I'm going to go over this little card real quick. Uh, uh-huh. The things that we know. Uh, this is the match, of course. Keith Lee uh, uh, beat. You know, Keith Lee won. Gargano versus Swerve Sky, which I recall that being a good match. Uh-huh. Of course, Candice and Mia Yim, Sasha, Io Shirai, uh, Timothy Thatcher, only Lorcan actually had a, had a, I would say hard-hitting match, even though, you know, I don't like the, uh, I don't like the matches that mm-hmm. Thatcher has. And then they had a Fatal Four way Elimination match. But Tegan won, she beat Candice and Dakota and Mia Yim. And this is a Great American Bash, right? Yep. Okay. Now, even when you rebate that card, I'm looking like that. That, that. that don't even be Halloween Havoc for me. But I was going to keep it up there. But does it be uh, AEW50 for you? What's AEW50? What was that card? Uh, hang on. Let me see. 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 For the uh, whole show, so and the, 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 what was their main event? That was that was Trent and um. Oh oh, oh yeah oh the, oh yeah that's okay yeah powerful. they had the great uh parking lot brawl but the other show I mean the rest of the show was like it was cool it was a celebration but it didn't it didn't stick out to I me know, I, I thought from what it is the okay how can I put this. Because I remember this show, but not for the matches before the segments. Because, like, I'm, I'm looking at the matches now. The matches don't entice me, but I remember I remember segments from this show. But they had um, Kazarian and Adam Page, which I remember that show being good. I mean, that match being, like, good because, you know, Kazarian is older. And I think that, that match he kept up with Page. They had Jericho and Hager versus uh, Cassidy and Mark Quinn, which the, when they started... You know, putting Hager in the matches instead of Sammy as a tag team, which was weird. Boring. Thunderbolts yeah. are in release, so. Yeah, see, that right there, it's like, it's like, when it comes to AEW, winter is coming and a celebration of life for Brody Lee. Those, hands down, are the best episodes they've done this year. Yeah, yeah. Other, other, uh, other, um, shows that they do, are good by segments and not matches, which you know sometimes okay, is so overrides, but understandable. Can yeah, you hey, right. see if you can agree with it with this five? Winter is coming. Okay. Celebration of life. Okay. It's a SmackDown Christmas. Okay. Great American Bash. Okay. Halloween Havoc. 
I, I can agree with that. Okay. That 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 will be our five. Now the question is, which one of five went for you? Uh, which one wins for you? Celebration of life. Hands down. I would say winter is coming. Look, I like Celebration Sting. Celebration Life is a great is a great show, and Winter is coming is not but just just because of Sting. The whole show was amazing. No, the whole show was amazing. I'm just saying, but yeah, you know, no, Sting got this new thing that got all snow coming out there. He come there staring at people. Yeah, that's cute. You know, okay, I so said that's all good. You know, I I I appreciate the Winter is coming aspect of it. You know, they have really nice thumbnails and matchup cards stuff like that. However, the Celebration of Life not only made me cry with the with the tribute to Brody Lee stuff like that because it made the Dark Order look perfect, like great. Like I, cause this you gotta understand. Well, you already understand. Everybody else understand. I hate the Dark Order. I don't like the Dark Order. I was the one that agreed with Christopher Dan, uh, Christopher Dan's all time. The Dark Order sucks. I like none of it. I mean, I like some of the events they used to do, but it sucked. And, and they weren't even scary. They were like this, uh, um, ma- porn mask wearing thing. And I'm just like, no. We're not doing that. Uh, but then, all of a sudden, Brody Lee comes, makes that group great, and then like their leader dies, and the whole night is Dark Order, and I didn't care. I didn't care about seeing them not one time. Okay, okay. Well, oh, oh some habit. So, it with with saying all of that. It, it it got to go, and then on top of that, they retired the team. It, it, it's not just about him dying. They it, it felt like the own heart Eddie Guerrero tribute shows, but this time they retired the TNT Championship to his son. His son booked the the final matchup. Then his son booked the whole show. He booked the whole show. They they have it. Then he puts his dad's boots in the ring. He Kendo sticks MJF. Thank the Lord. Okay, we, we found out great stories about him, and it was a, a it was just a beautiful tribute show. Plus, you got to get a new T shirt, so all the proceeds can go to his family. That's why it wins for me. I mean, Winter is coming was a better show when it comes to wrestling matches. Absolutely, the matches on Winter is coming was a lot better than the matches that were on the Brody Lee show. But I mean, the meaning of it with them, the whole highlight of it along with not just the matches was Sting was there and I'm just like okay that's cool Sting's in AEW I got the shirt but Celebration of Life was it for me and just just know that everybody out there there is no Raw <laughs> on this because Raw didn't have no good show really this year yes they did they had the woman with Byron's hats and got up for Stone Cold <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> I'm about to say yeah no I'm sorry, I can't do that. All right, so so you're voting for Winter's Coming. I'm voting for Celebration of Life. Yeah, I get him the edge, even though everything you said was true. Uh huh. I will still get Winter's Coming the edge. Okay. All right, so now we got pay per view of the year. I have five. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to say yours first, or? Uh, you know what? Honest. Let me see if I can. Uh, all right. Here's what I got. You ready? Yep. I have AEW Full Gear. Okay. 2020, obviously. Uh, I have 
TLC. Because that was actually a pretty good show. It, it, was, it, was, it was a really good show. Really, really well done show. And <laughs> I was sitting sitting there contemplating, like, do I really want to put uh, a takeover on there? Because I, I like some of the takeovers, but I think I may put the Royal Rumble, but I'm, I'm trying to make sure it wasn't because of just the Royal Rumble match. I'm trying to look back and see what was on that Royal Rumble show. Uh, it was Roman and um, Baron Corbin and the Usos came out and Rude and Ziggler came out and he speared them on the <laughs> on the dugout. Oh, that's yeah, you know, Royal Rumble was dope. That's right, because they had the fall, they had the falls count anywhere match, right? Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm, I just want to make sure I get that I get the card right, and then uh, yeah, we had the false count anywhere matchup. We had Charlotte. Oh, the, the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, Bailey. They said it was okay. The Fiend and Daniel Bryan was actually was was kind of cool. And then I yeah, that was a strap match, right? Yep. And that then, was one of the Fiend's best matches, probably his best match. Exactly. And then we had. Becky Lynch and Oscar, yeah, that was a great match. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna put Royal Rumble on there. Royal Rumble, full gear. And by the way, this was the rumble where Bianca Belair showed out and beat everybody up and busted up in Death Phoenix's head. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> EST. There we go. So those are Royal Rumble, uh, uh, full gear and TLC. Okay. It wasn't all out, I'll tell you that, though. Well, no, no, not all out. But I'm going to say the Royal Rumble as well. Uh-huh. Uh, full gear as well. Yeah. Um, AEW Revolution. Revolution was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Worlds Collide NXT versus NXT UK. I, I missed and, that show. That was good? Yeah, it was uh, Undisputed Air versus... Uh, Imperium. Uh, Imperium, yes. That show mm. was amazing. I forgot, I forgot that was this year. Wow. Yeah, it's year been five years almost. <sighs> and then uh, and then Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. It was the last match of Jushin Thunder Liger. It was uh, uh, Okada and Abushi. It was a lot of amazing matches. Mm. I'm say Night 1 of Wrestle Kingdom. So that's, that's 14, right? Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so we we got our five then. So it looks like we got full gear, AEW. Then we have a uh, Royal Rumble. We have uh, Russell Kingdom fourteen, uh, TLC, and what was the other AEW show you said? Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. yeah. So the only thing is, I can take out TLC to put in Worlds Collide. Because and I and Ballad Ivan Dragunov was good. Because I really, I really did like TLC. I was like, they oh. ended the end of the year pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. This might have the DIY fought uh, Mustache Mountain, Tony Stone, real Ripley, and that was this Imperium, year. Yes, Imperium mm-hmm. undisputed there. 
Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I forgot DIY even team this year. So, wow. Yeah. It, it seems so long ago. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, hey, that, honestly, that probably just elevated it more for me. So, uh, yeah, so I'll take TLC yeah. off and put Worlds Collide on there. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. with that being said, what wins the pay-per-view of the year? Oof. Honestly, I'm, I'm leaning, not looking at this card, I'm leaning towards Worlds Collide, but I really do like the Royal Rumble. And I really enjoy Full Gear. Hmm. Okay. I like that. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to pick Royal Rumble. Okay. Royal Rumble wins. Royal Rumble was cool. It was a good show. Yep. A lot of energy. A lot of big crowd. The stadium was cool. Like, it was one of the best WWE shows of the year. Because, you know, everybody complains about how, like, they don't have that many good shows, so yeah, that's one of the best shows of the year. Yep, and, and Brock worked. Brock worked thirty minutes. Yeah. Yes. And not just not not a lazy thirty minutes either. He was he was getting it. Still, but best moments when Brock was in there was, of course, Brock and Brock and Kofi and and uh, Biggie and Mysterio, even though they didn't last long. When he uh, jumped on Big E's back and clotheslined this guy. Yeah, a flying clothesline by Brock. Yeah, uh, Brock and Keith Lee. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was he's like this this that's a big motherfucker. Uh, Brock and Sheldon, even though you made that real quick though, but Brock and Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- those are my those are my, those are my uh, favorite. And after seeing what happened to Ricochet. With Brock, I was just like, "Well, um, you should have gave Kofi that spot." <laughs> Kofi, should, I'm tell, I, I was mad when it happened. Kofi should have had the low blow spot to get his heat back for Brock taking the time from it. Did Drew McIntyre eliminate him? Kofi should have had that spot. Uh-huh. But yeah, okay. So that's the, the the rewards I had listed, but I do have. Other because we don't have like you know moment of the year or return of the year or stuff like that. If you wanted to faction of the year or stuff like that, I mean, so uh, I'm. I can think of some real quick. I mean, well, to to help us out, I'm on my man just Alex's YouTube channel, and on his community tab, he has all the awards for 2020 that he has uh, listed. So I thought, okay. and like I said, I reacted. I reacted to his videos when he when he sent them to me. He does great work. This is the guy I've been watching for over five years. So okay. I'm letting anybody know right now. These are his awards and his categories that he has. And I figure it'll be fun that if we can just you know just look them over and stuff like that, and uh, just to see what our opinions are. I mean, people already voted on them already, but you know you can hear me in prime times. Uh, Opinion, but make sure you guys go check out Just Alex, just just A L Y X Wrestling Channel. Great guy, make sure you check him out. So he has he has one called Faction of the Year. Mm-hmm. He has the Undisputed Era, the, the Dark Order. No, thank you. Okay. Inner Circle okay. and the Hurt Business. Oh, okay, okay. Who wins? I personally would say the inner circle. What? 
from the beginning of the year till now, yes. From the beginning of the year till about, uh, I would say October, November, the inner circle started to get like redundant. But the beginning of the year, yes. Hurt business at the end of the year, they started picking up steam. So that's why I would say inner circle. I'm going with hurt business because okay. the reason why I'm going with hurt business is because inner circle. Was was cool. It was great to see Jericho have his own stable, and um, it was good to see you know the, the the new LAX and Pride and Powerful, Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager and all of subject being the stable and stuff like that. And in the beginning, it was cool, but it kind of felt like NWO. That's fine. The reason why I picked the Hurt Business is because the Hurt Business had the whole slow burn storyline. And what I mean by that is, I I I, I like storytelling. Remember, okay, I'll give it to you for one. You know, Dog and Willow was storytelling in the beginning. They didn't know what they wanted to do with them. No, no, no. Talk about storytelling. No, 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 no. People, people just don't. No, here's that. They didn't know they wanted to call it the Hurt Business because people was thinking about like they wanted to do New Nation or whatever the case may be. But what, what I'm saying is, they knew they wanted to start a group. And what I'm saying is, this is what the Hurt Business did. Because the inner circle, you had Jericho have his own group. You know, LAX just signed. You know, or you know, they, they was going to get on TV. Sammy Guevara's breakout, and Jake Hager just took a break from fighting. So it, it was like all guys we knew. But here's the thing: with her business, did when Bobby Lashley had that awful, awful, awful storyline with Lana, mm-hmm. and they got married. MVP came to the back and talked about some yo, bro. What are you doing? You know, you're Bobby Lashley, okay? And he was like being the better Leo Rush, so he brought him aboard. It got Shelton back on TV, mm-hmm. okay. And the three of them in the beginning, because remember, the Hurt Business was uh, building at the beginning of the year, also, because that's when MVP came back at the Royal Rumble. And then after Bobby did, did, was doing that, he kind Bobby left Lana in like February, and yeah. and then remember, did MVP and Lana? was going at it um, with, with each other. And it was like Bobby had to pick and he finally wanted a divorce. The Hurt Business was a building thing since the beginning of the year. It brought Shelton back on TV. They dominated to the point like they wanted to destroy Raw Underground. And they they, they were being profiled. It was like I seen like the New Day build with them the whole year. Remember then they had the whole Apollo and MVP storyline. Then he had Cedric and ricochet and all them trying to join they got redundant in match quality in matches uh over the summertime but then cedric joined then we had this whole established group known as the hurt business not not the nation and now they got all the gold where in a circle other than jericho who lost the title they ain't had nothing gotta go to her business all right i'm gonna still go with uh in a circle Okay. Personally, no. Oh, I I do understand why you would uh why you would go with that. I'm just I'm just. I getting... mean, I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think segments over their matches for me personally is why they, they have... had good entertaining segments and they sometimes stole the show. Mm-hmm. Um, just Alex has uh also. Let me uh pull this up real quick. All right, so. He has wrestling segment of the year. These are what he has 
written down here. So let's see if we, which one we would pick. He has the MJF and Chris Jericho dinner debonair musical. Randy Orton betrays Edge on Raw Return. Okay. That's actually pretty good. Bailey attacks Sasha Banks on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Sting arrives in AEW. That's... Uh, okay. Alright. Is there any wrestling segments that, that, that you would personally add that's not on the list? I can't, I, I, mean, I can't think of any right now, but you know what? Let me just let me just let me just try to think of something. I would say MJF. Move move back from your uh, mic. I think it's starting to get dead. I would say yeah. MJF. MJF's um segment when he did the oh my god when he did the presidential thing. Oh, the campaign run that yes okay the campaign run of MJF yes I enjoyed that that's pretty good and maybe. The, that one segment with the inner circle, not not the the one that went on too long. The one they were like uh, Vegas. How can you? No, no, no. It was before that. Uh, I mean, I, I did, like, I, I did like the Vegas one. Yeah, the Vegas one was good too. But it was like, how do you know you're gonna be killed in the inner circle? He was like, just look at my numbers, and they, they all was pointing up. <laughs> it's like plus six hundred or so, oh, okay, huh. uh, plus six thousand or so. I don't know. I just I don't like where it came from. I like the, the the spoof of dinner with the Garganos with me and him and Keith Lee. Okay, okay. M- remember when they was making fun of it? Yeah, I remember. And she had the flashlight. And she was just like, because my other he's like, what are you doing? He said, no, you gotta try it. <laughs> I thought I, I thought that, that that was dope. So they actually brought it almost to his demise because they 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 revealed how, just how stupid it was. Um, let's see, what else? If I can think of a wrestling segment this year, Raw Underground does not make it for me at all. Uh, hmm. There was a couple good promos and segments uh, earlier. I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to think of that was like, uh, was it Hulk Hogan talking about clanging and banging? It definitely was not. Okay, Hulk Hogan <laughs> is not making his list. I don't care what you say. Hulk Hogan is not making this list. What? Oh my! I, I, I'm sitting thinking like there were some good wrestling segments that happened this year all around. I would say Moxley and Kingston. Yeah. Oh, what about um? Who's the guy that got shot in Impact? <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo getting shot. You know what? Honestly, I will say Jake the Snake Roberts debut in AEW. Did the promo that he cut. Jake. He cut a promo. He was like, never turn your back on somebody that you trust or that you respect. And then he dropped the mic on him and turned his back and walked out the ring. I was like, oh, dang. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I got to go with that. But I, I think all in all, uh, even though I did, did like the whole Dinner Dabonair with Jericho and MJF. It got to go to Sting coming to AEW. Really? Oh, man. I, I probably would have went with Dinner Dabonair, honestly. You know, uh, the, the Dinner it, 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 it's, it's a tie between the two because that was something I ain't never seen before in my life. 
And it was entertaining because I like some of the show tune stuff. Yeah, it was, and it was entertaining because these are two people that you won't expect to do that. No, I a hundred percent expect Jericho to do some shit like that. <laughs> I would expect Jericho, but not MJF, like participating along with it, basically. Like, yes. I thought it would be one of them things that Family Guy where Stewie's singing doing a musical, and everybody's it, just like, that's what, it, what are you doing? That's what it reminded me of. Stewie uh, and, uh, and Brian for Family Guy. They're doing like a musical, and everybody's like, what, what are you doing? He's just like going around and happy, and then they're just like, uh, okay. But no, nah, he actually joined in and sung along, which made it even better for me. And Sting and Impact, I mean, Sting, oh, Impact. Oh, Lord, Sting no, 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 no. He's back! <laughs> Sting and AEW doesn't bother me, but, like, I, I, It's the snow, isn't it? I like it? it, but it's just like. It's the snow, isn't what, it? What is he gonna do? I don't know what's they going what about Omega winning the championship and going to Impact? Or what about the Impact like merger thing? It's alright. It's, it's Impact. It, it's it's like Impact has good people on the roster that AEW can take. I'm just I'm just looking for them to take people, take Gallows, take Anderson, take Rich Swan, take Jordan Grace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take the man. Take, take whoever you want. You know. Leave Josh Matthews and leave Madison Rain. Take everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I'll take, take Lead them right in pack. Um, okay. Well. But bring over Moose. You know. Bring oh, over EC3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring over Willie Mack. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Nah. They got good people. That's what I'm saying. Like. They just don't know. They just don't. They don't do right. Like. Ethan Page. You mean to me, they made everybody watch Impact, watch Impact. We're gonna do AW cross up, watch Impact, and they, they tell me they got Karate Man. And this is supposed to make people want to stay? Alright, bro. Just a booking. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, because Karate Man just made me upset. Uh, yeah. Alright, so, okay, well, we, we could probably both go with the Ditter Debernell there. Yes. And he has, uh, probably for our last one, the headline of the year. Which I thought was an interesting category. So, what was the hit? Uh, he said in his description, "What is the most talked about piece of news that you will remember most in 2020 for wrestling?" Oh God! So <laughs> this is nothing positive. <laughs> so we have the Undertaker retires. Okay. WWE bans all third-party affiliates. Okay. Hashtag speaking out. Hana Kamara commits suicide. Oh, okay. The Brody Lee tragedy. Okay. COVID-19 shuts down live crowds. Mmm. Dang. I was going to say one well, of COVID might be that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think COVID is going to win this one. Yeah, close second to speaking out, but COVID definitely took the number one spot. Yeah, a, a, a lot of these things were like you know were shocking. Like all these things I said made the actual news. Mm-hmm. So now I just talk about the TMZ getting a story. I'm talking about they made the actual news. But uh, yeah, COVID shut down the live crowd. Uh, especially the Twitch, the Twitch thing got me upset. Then you know I think just to be jerks, WWE uploaded like a <clears> six-hour <throat> video, a straight them playing video games from Ronda Rousey's channel. I was like, this is this is ignorant. 
This is just a six-hour video of them playing video games, but yet nobody can stream. Yep, that's some petty shit. That's petty shit. So, those are all our our, our awards, guys. Uh, that was fun. And uh, so, you know, so you guys can, if we find a way to put these things up, and uh, so you guys can vote on them yourselves, I'm going to either try Prime's community tab or try Twitter or something like that, so you guys can um, vote on them yourselves. I'm curious to see, you know, what, what Abos will say. If we can't do it, don't worry. We're trying to get things together, you know what I'm saying? You got to understand that this channel's a little dated, so I do apologize. Uh, we're going to uh, get ready to uh, go on to the part that you know always hurts the in memoriam of the people we lost this year come on man I'm gonna need to take a minute from this man it, he, <laughs> don't do this right now <laughs> alright alright all right. we lost uh, uh, a lot of people this year a lot and it's it stung. It stung hard. Uh, we I don't know if they have it in order or not, but um, I'm gonna just go off some of the names. Uh, La Parker, not 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 the chair guitar playing one, but mm-hmm. yeah, La Parker two. La Parker two, yes. Yep. Rocky Johnson. No chance. I knew he was gonna do it. I knew he was gonna do it. Black Demon, Howard Finkel, Shad Gaspar, Hannah Kamara, Danny Havoc, uh, Kamala, Xavier, Bullet Bob Armstrong, Road Warrior Animal, Tracy Smothers, Pat Patterson. Danny Hodge, Brody Lee. Now, this is the, the picture you sent me, but we also lost, we, we never got the chance to talk about last week, Kevin Green, uh-huh. who, you know, played professional football, Super Bowl winner and pro bowler, but he did some time in, w, in WCW also, and he was actually a better worker than Mongo McMichael was. Yes. Yeah, so, Mongo. Did so, really drop a Mongo on this channel? Lord. Okay, so there's really no easy way to talk about somebody dying, but is any of the ones like you know? And I can't say any of the ones are more sadder than the other ones out there. But you know, we are all connected to some of these wrestlers in different ways. Some closer than others. Okay. Out of the ones that we said, what was the one that the ones that shocked you? Like the one that almost like I I, I want to say Kobe you. Okay, I'm just tell you right now, Strand. The one that hurt me the most is Hanukkah Moore. Uh huh. Because uh, I so I actually went to one of her matches. Um, so I know who she was already. It's like, like I'll be honest with you, I seen her on the cover. I was like, mm, I need to go to this uh, event. So that's why I went to the yeah. event. I went to the event, and I was like, dang, she is good. And then I looked up, I looked her age, and she was like twenty. At the time, I was 19. I was like, she is 19. She is that good? And then uh kept following her and stuff. And then, like, because uh, I don't even know if this story was out. I don't know. But 
she posted like a photo of her arm like tore to shreds of cutting herself and then she deleted it and it was like uh everybody was like uh is she alright we need to get over there and then she posted something like yeah I'm okay I've been getting calls I'm good and then next thing you know she's dead so it's like mm, you know and even when she posted that picture Somebody was, some people in the comments was hating, like, you should do that, or you should be here, stuff like that. I was like, dang, Cyber Bullying really gets, ah, uh, sucks. But that was probably the worst one. I was, like, hurt for, like, a week, uh, like, two weeks after that. I'm just like, Cyber Bullying sucks, especially, like, for me, I shrug it off. You, you, I get it. People call me names and stuff on the internet. I shrug it off, but, like, ah, uh, that is tough. And she was only like 21, 22, and she was like already a great wrestler. It's just like she could have been just uh, the best. I understand. And the other ones, or just that, or just that, just that one. That one was the hardest, like the hardest hitting. But the rest of these, like Shaz, on was saying his story was was, was very sad. Mm. Um, his was the most like sudden. Of people that's on this list, because I'm sad to say these are dying. But some of these people, you knew they're, they're older, so it's not. I'm not saying nothing. But I'm saying like Shad, you know, you would still think like basically you think people live till they get old, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So the people that's like born 1940s, 1950s, you kind of say, ah, oh, that's sad. But like, ah, you know, like Brody was only 40 you know if yeah like like no I don't, I don't see I sound bad like you know like for example Pat Patterson is like in his in his in his 70s. in his 80s 70s and 80s so it's like you you like you you probably come to terms with it at that at that point you know no no I mean I get you I, I get it's kind of like when uh, um Bobby the Brain died last year or mm-hmm. to 2019 and it was like, yeah, or or like when um, Harley Race passed away. And I was like, yo, I seen them, and they they weren't in the best shape. And like older people, you know, what I'm saying everybody dies. It's, it's it, it never gets any easier. It won't ever get easier. But I understand what you're saying. Like as they, as as you get older, eventually, if we plan on trying to live longer or, or try to do our best to live longer, we're going to hear this unfortunate news. When yeah, it, I mean. When, when it came like yeah, I understand. Yeah. like when when it came to like um, Danny Hodge or Bullet Bob Armstrong or Pat Patterson, it it was sad to hear, but they were older, and I was just like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. when it came when it came to me, um, Brody took me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Brody took me uh, the three that took me back was Brody, Shad, and Hannah. And for three different reasons. Number one, because Hana, I just hate hearing young suicide stories. Uh-huh. Suicide is not is nothing to play with. And, you know, huh? I was gonna say to be honest with you, before you even said, I knew I knew how she died by suicide. But before you said it, I didn't even process that it was suicide. Oh wow! Yeah. I just didn't even like. Yeah, I didn't. Pro- I I didn't like. Go back, like I knew, of course, like that's how she died, but I didn't like yeah. process that official turn. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, just not. 
it always breaks my heart when I see these these people, young, young people that got life full of life to go. And it just breaks my heart that they're in such a dark place that, especially with the cyberbullying, it, it's, it's so hard to get them from that dark place that at this tender young age, like 22 years old, she will take her life. Because you only get one life. And we don't know what happens after death. You know, say like that. It, it just, it, it always makes my skin crawl. And, and you know, say it's, it's hard because it, it, it makes you very sad. It makes you very angry. So many emotions that come with it. And when, when I heard that she passed and, you know, it, how it hurt a lot of people. It, it hurts a lot of people because, you know, there are people out there that care about you. Because, see, the people that hurt you in the cyberbullying, those are the minority. But they just, but they are, they sound so big that they, they, they falsely look like the majority. Uh-huh. But they're not. They're the minority, according to, and the people that love you are the majority. But they, but they just talk the loudest. The minority people, the people that hate and do all this stuff, because they say all this rude stuff, talks the loudest. So that that broke my heart. Shed upset me because I'm a dad, and just to be as because Shad was still healthy. Shad was still wrestling on the Indies. Shad was still tattooed with JTG, but Shad had this, um personality about him as he was coming up about hey I put uh I'll put my life on line for others. Remember when he, he, he stopped the guy uh robbing the store? Yeah. yeah. He had to go he slammed he slammed homeboy and everything like that. It was just like, yo, he's I just wanna make sure everybody's alright. That that's just what his personality was. And then just going into the water and his son and and them saying <clears throat> Save my son and you know, just just having that act of just being a hero. Like you, you hear people talk about people being a hero, but you hear true hero stories from Shad, and it 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 was heartbreaking because this was the news before. Because remember, this thing happened, and the next week George Floyd happened, so it got yeah, lost. And I think the week after that, also um, Naya Rivera, she. Thing too, so. yeah. So, well, actually, I think it was next month. I think hers happened in like, okay, 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 okay. yeah, like June, July, yeah, but uh, yeah, and 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 that thing happened too. I'm just like, oh my god, when you be out here in the water, I'll be sitting thinking, like, you know, my kids, and it's like, you know, you go out in the water, and it's like, yo, save my kids because they need to live, and it's like, you know, you're just accepting death right, right then and there, and it's just it's heartbreaking. It, it it really it really, it really was heartbreaking. I, I didn't expect it to happen. Brody Lee slapped me in the face, and it came out of nowhere because I didn't know he was sick, and which made and which made it even harder to process. Is we like we just seen Brody Lee last month. Yeah, like you're fighting Cody for the TNT. Yeah, in the dog collar match. But damn that! If you was watching the uh, podcast. The AEW podcast they have, uh-huh. he was on that a, a, a month earlier. Now, once again, you, it was already pre-recorded stuff, but you've seen it. You know what I'm saying? But even in October, this man had a great dog collar match, won his TNT Championship back. It made me like the dog collar. Like everything was working for Brody Lee. Like everything yeah, was uh, working for. By, him. I was gonna say, by the way, uh, 
that episode on AEW for that podcast, uh, Shivani said that was like one day before he got sick. Oh God! See exactly. So when when he was going, I thought he was either selling injuries or he really was injured from that dog collar because they had a a big uh, a a uh, a fight. They they really beat the shit out of each other, and or he was taking some time off for his kids or um you know, anything like that. And he was like he's gonna make his return, whatever the case may be. I never knew this guy was like. Six sick. Now I, had to, I gotta get admitted to the hospital. It was so secret. It was like the Chadwick thing. And you just wake up and this man is like gone. And and then when I got the text message, it 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 um blew me back. So that hurt, and that hurt on the level of Eddie Guerrero and Owen Hart to me. Oh, okay. Because both of those deaths were sudden. Because. Remember, we just seen Eddie Guerrero wrestle on Friday. Uh-huh. He wrestled Mr. Kennedy on Friday, and we had a tribute show for him on Monday. That's fucking crazy. Is it not? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, nah, that's crazy. Owen Hart was just well, at a pay-per-view the night before. Well, yeah, unfortunately. Unfo- died, and then the next night on Raw is the Raw is Owen show. Those things affected me, and these guys are young. So, uh, never mind. That was that would actually be a dumb question. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Hey, no, no ahead. I thought about it. I thought about it. I was gonna say not all causes of deaths are the same. I was gonna say, do you think since that incident that they don't want to do tribute shows because of if something comes up about the person? That's what I was gonna say. Uh, well, it's, but, so, but then so, I thought all deaths are not all deaths are not the same. All deaths are the same. Yeah, I, I, when it came to Voldemort, um, it was one of them shows where it's just like he was a top star. Mm-hmm. He was one of their top tier stars. He was one of their main eventers. And since he was one of their main eventers, it was like you got to do something for the people that's in the main event. You got to. Yeah, but I was just saying like. Do you think that's kind of why they don't do it now, just in case something comes out? I, I think so. I did. I did. They, they want to make sure they got all the facts right. But then once yeah. again, n- not all deaths. Like if somebody, you know, like if Shad, what happened to Shad happens, it's like you honor that man. He's a hero, yeah. and it, and they gave Shad a video package. Yeah, they gave and, him a video. You know, uh, look. Nah, this sounds like a bad question. I was going to say, who do you think would have like a, a huge thing right there? And I, I don't want to kill nobody off, so never mind. I, I feel you, but they, it, they, like anybody that's like active in the mid card or higher, they definitely would, you know, okay. uh, do that. Yeah. Then, so with all them deaths, um, Rocky Johnson, it, I, I'm not going to say it surprised uh. me. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to start. I'm going to be solid for this. I, I, I'm not saying it's a surprise. I'm just saying, but it, do you know what hurt me most about Rocky Johnson? Then you had seen him at a con or something. No, I wanted to though. It's how emotional. Well, uh, w- w- what what bothered me was how emotional the Rock was. Oh yeah, that's his dad. Is of it, course. It's, I, I would say, but you hear all these stories, and I was like, you know, but. You do hear the stories about how the Rock and Dad passed things up and how he truly loved his dad and everything. And, and then I was just like, because a lot of people over the years 
have been saying that The Rock distances himself from his black side, which is not true. And I don't think he distances he distances himself, but I think he brings more attention to the Samoan side because I think the Samoan people need more. The Samoan people need more. I guess you would say. Well, I, I, I can't really say. I mean, when it comes to wrestling, obviously, because they got the, the heritage, but The Rock has never been a person of anything he has done to shy away from his African-American, his black side, mm-hmm. or his Samoan mm-hmm. side. And I... I, I'm, I'm, I huh? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, he brings attention. Like he, want, like, he wants to say, like, I'm both of these because both of these, like, are, you know... Like I am great, and these both sides are great, pretty much. Yeah, and, and so, but I I don't like people who don't call Rock black enough. I'm like, the Rock has done plenty, and I don't think he got to get credit. And so, him showing the love for his dad, him calling out the president this past year, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, uh, it's like you know, what I'm saying I, I'm tired of people always judging that man, and him putting a smile on his face and keep on living his life because you know. It's like you don't have to take that kind of stuff, but just seeing how emotional The Rock was, it, it, it hurt me. But another one that it, it kind of it, it hurt me, Howard Finkel bothered me a little bit. Okay. Because okay. I've met Howard Finkel. And y'all, if y'all listen to the podcast, Howard Finkel opens my podcast. Mm-hmm. And when I met Howard Finkel, one of the nicest guys in WWE I ever met. And hearing some of the stories and the horror stories and the bullshit WWE put him through, it was just like, you know, he he deserved his flowers. And like I said, when I met him and asked about him, and I remember he was so worried about WWE, um, you know, finding out he was going to record something for the podcast. I said, don't worry, you're not going to be on camera. It's going to be all audio. And that's when you know he record he, he recorded that, and it it always stuck with me. I was always a fan of Howard Finkel, mm-hmm. and so for, for him to be able to to do that for my podcast, that's what that, that's what you know it was. So, um, those were the ones this shout year. Out shout, okay, all right, Kel Mitchell. Uh, you know, I'm not saying the other ones you know didn't affect me at all. Death is. Always fix everybody something differently, but those were the ones, you know. What also Kamala? It affected me after the fact that when we did the, the, the little tribute to Kamala, mm-hmm. and I found out more information about him the next week, I felt bad because if if nobody is going to rep for our culture, then who is? Mm-hmm. And I felt as though that we need uh, we need to do a better job with Kamala because we did it before, so. Definitely, you know, um, shot, uh, you know, rest in peace to God. Rest in peace to all these people that, you know, huh? I was gonna say, real quick, a, a, a weird death that kind of that I kind of still am baffled about of how they handle this is Vader. Yeah, he was like, Hey, <clears throat> I'm gonna die in two years, please let me be in the whole <clears throat> thing. They said, No. He said, guys, I'm for real this year. I'm going to die. Please let me be in the Hall of Fame. They said, no. They said, guys, we have like six months. Like, please. They, they said, tell your story walking. And then he, he died. They, they, they put like a tribute for him. I don't think they did no memorial. I think they just did a little tribute video. Yeah. And that was it. 
like, Vader is one of my Vader is one of my top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time I love Vader huh I say he's awesome and brutal yes Vader when it comes to my top 10 Vader is number 7 10 9 and 8 always change their position Mm -hmm. but 7 through 1 have stayed the same forever 7 is Vader 6 is Booker T 5 is Goldberg Four. That's a shame, Booker T. Not five, but you know, whatever. We don't we don't stick with gimmicks around here. No gimmicks needed. Oh yeah, four Orton, three Shawn Michaels, two Jericho, one Kurt Angle. It's always been Mm -hmm. that way. Yep. And Booker T. is six because he's a six-time champion. So okay, Uh but but I always and it, it broke my heart because Vader was supposed to come to Philly. For icons of wrestling, mm-hmm. I had my Vader action figure that I wanted him to sign. I had my Vader shirt, and I was ready to go. I get, I get to icons. I'm, I'm, I'm the only one in the Vader line. I'm like, I'm a Vader fan. I'm a Vader fanboy. It doesn't matter. I want to meet Vader. Vader doesn't show up because Vader's sick. Broke me. It broke me. And then I found they out. Tell you though. Say they what? They ain't even tell nobody. Well, he told people that they told everybody that unfortunately Vader is going is not going to make it. So they either gave people either their money back or a credit so they can get another picture with somebody else. And well, and then I'd be like, all right, y'all, see y'all, mm-hmm. see y'all later. And because the, the same thing happened with China, because uh, she was supposed to come okay. also. So uh, Vader never came, and. It's like a month or so later, Vader died. Uh-huh. And it bothered the fuck out of me, dude. It bothered the fuck out of me. And I said, like, that, that, that always gets to me. I, and I, I begin so mad at WWE. I'm just like, bro, he gave you the one. All he wanted was just to go in the Hall of Fame. Because he deserves to be in the fucking Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. He said, "I just want to give my speech. That's all I want to do is give a speech." Yeah, I, he deserves to be in there because who, 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 who he had done? What Stan Hansen? Yeah, yeah. And then Vader's induction speech was better than Stan Hansen's whole speech. Well, I mean, Stan Hansen's not a, a, a talker. You sure? He was Vader the, wasn't a talker either. But Vader has he has more charisma than Stan Hansen. I'm about to say, Stan Hansen was on that draw for forty minutes, dude. He just hold the hook horns and and close on people. That's it, really, for entertainment purposes. So yeah, it was um, it it, it was heartbreaking. I, I I hope that once again you're sitting there saying 2021 is going to begin, and hopefully, Lord willing, we can all make it through the year. But we know we lose people every year. We lose mm-hmm. them. We lose them every year, and. It has taken a hit. I, I'm just, I'm just hoping that you know, we can get through safely, and you know, saying it, it, it doesn't do as much, you know, did next year, this year, but we got, we, we're gonna have to see. But yeah, rest in peace to all of the souls that we lost in 2020 for, for uh, from the wrestling community. I know there's names I did that I, I have not mentioned. Or we have not oh, really got into. Say what? Yes, Tiny Lister as. As Zeus. Nicole Bass wasn't this year. She was last year, wasn't she? Nah, she wasn't this year. 
Uh, I think she was last year. But yeah. All, all those things. Might have been 2019. Even. I mean, 2018. Even. It, 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 it could have been. I, I really, I really got to like look into it. Alright guys, so we're about to um, play for you guys the Wednesday Night War. So you know we put the Wednesday Night War on every one of our podcasts, but now we have been trying to give you guys the actual video for the next day, and we're going to be doing that for the future, but we're still going to put the Wednesday Night War on the podcast. So if you guys have already heard our Wednesday Night War when we uh, reviewed the Celebration of Life for Brody Lee and the NXT Awards and stuff like that, then make sure you guys skip ahead to about 40 minutes to the end of the podcast. But if not, you guys want to listen to it again. We're about to play the Wednesday Night Award now as we review the celebration of life for Mr. Brody Lee. It's Wednesday, so you know what that means. Welcome back to the uh, Wednesday Night War. Me and Primetime here, uh, which you're going this part is also going to be part of the podcast. But we're doing the Wednesday Night War here because tonight was a celebration of life of Brody Lee on AEW uh, TNT. Obviously, it's a Wednesday Night War, but still, this mostly review of stuff is going to be all about Brody Lee. I'm, we're going to do a little quick rundown of NXT, but this is all about Brody Lee here. And also, the man that was there live, so you get two different perspectives. I saw it on television, and then my man Primetime was there live, so give it up for not Deion Sanders, but Primetime. What's up, y'all? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Yeah, so uh prime time unfortunately um right now uh he's had a problem with his camera but mm-hmm. uh he, we, we do have this uh brilliantly tribute thing up i have it in my background i make sure mm-hmm. i have my sting aw shirt on my first aw shirt i got for christmas so i'm happy okay. about that okay, okay. yeah and you know what's funny uh, full circle my son got it for me okay mm-hmm. so he, it, it's funny because remember my son was the one remember how hype i was to see sting at Comic Con back in 2015, and I was like, I was so hyped, and all of a sudden, he made Sting smile in the picture. You know, <laughs> it'd be funny if he got you like a shirt that you hate, like a like a Cameron Grimes shirt or something. Oh, oh that would be the oh, that would be hilarious. No, but so so it's funny that he once he gets me this Sting shirt from AW, I'm like, oh well, absolutely. And once again, I like I, I like the comfort fit. I mm-hmm. mean. It got they got a lot of the fitted shirts also. So make sure you guys go to a, uh, AEW shop and you guys get yourself that new Brody Lee Exalted uh, Exalted in Heaven shirt. All mm-hmm. the proceeds are going straight to Brody Lee's family, the, the Brody Lee Junior, his wife, and all that. They they needed they needed more than ever. So uh, CM Punk and Mick Foley came out said all their proceeds, whether they, they anything they sell will go to his family, all of it as well. So I'm making sure. I take some money that I have and go donate. I'm gonna give me a couple of t-shirts. I'm gonna buy me the double or nothing DVD that had him versus Moxley for the AEW championship that was better than anybody had any right to be. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, so I don't think he because he, he, he was at a revolution earlier this year, right? No, nah, he wasn't. Nah. Yeah, so this was his like his only pay-per-view almost. Almost. And he had like he had he had others, but like uh he had all out, I think. He he was at all out too. Like, all, yeah, like okay. match, but. yeah it, they didn't release an all-out dvd yet yeah but um real quick i want to say i do like that gesture because they like they signed the, his, his son until he's able to wrestle so like he's gonna be like basically getting paid kind of it's gonna it's, it says Brody lee jr but basically they just basically put his name on it to give them money until at least he's older that's and crazy then, 
They said if he wants to wrestle, then he's going to be under an actual contract. So they, uh, he's young too, so he got teeth. So he, he, he going to be making some money for them for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're nice, I, people don't mind doing the gesture. So, I mean, you know. Actually, if you just be a good human being on this earth, I mean, you reap what you sow. It comes back tenfold. I I strongly believe in the karma thing and uh, in the good karma. And honestly, I felt as though the WWE, I was a little disappointed. I'm not going to say angry. I was still disappointed in the, the way that they handled the tribute on Monday. They really didn't do one. They just had a little... Oh, you know, I, I told you they wouldn't do no 10 bell salute. I, I would have liked it. But you know, they not doing no... But however, there was reports that they were they're, they're recording something. So I think they're either going to make a WB twenty four because they had cameras back there on Raw. They're going to have cameras back there on SmackDown. Uh, they, 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 they record a lot of stuff. So I don't know if they plan on doing like a WB twenty four for Luke Harper or if they're going to do a documentary for Luke Harper or something along the lines. Might do like a uh, like how how they did later like a. Luke Harper was just so this. He was just so inspirational. They might do something like that, like just have people sit down and talk. Yeah. So you know. So we we don't know. But uh, real quick, uh, it is the Wednesday Night War. NXT happened tonight, but NXT's biggest show is not going to come until next week, which is the New Year's Evil. But that's also going to be collided with uh, AEW's show that they have also, which was the, the New Year's Eve Bash. So so New Year's Dash. New Year's Bash. So real quick. When it came to NXT, I'm going to blow through this real quick because we know what it's all about here. Uh, we had Bronson Reed taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott. Bronson, we, uh, Bronson Reed wins with the splash on the top rope. Shazi Blackheart wins the breakout star of the year. Uh, of course. No surprise there. Bree Zago takes on the Grizzle Young Veterans. Grizzle Young Veterans pick up the win. Uh, the match is all right. Uh, Zia Lee and uh, Boa return next week. I, I do believe all the segments that they had uh, leading up to it was, was actually pretty dope. So seeing them back next week, hopefully they win. We'll be fine. Okay. Undisputed okay. Era wins the um, Tag Team of the Year. I think it's like the third or fourth straight year. Yeah, I know, because what other tag teams are there really much <laughs> on NXT that people care about? Mercedes, Marte- uh, Mercedes Martinez beats a jobber to send a message to the women's division. The best thing she ever could have did was leaving Retribution. So... She was cool. Um, for the, the the women's superstar of the year goes to Io Shirai, and the male superstar of the year goes to Adam Cole. Fun fact, though, Keith Lee was nominated. So I was like, "Oh, that's pretty dope." I, I was kind of pulling for Keith Lee, but he didn't win. Uh, we have Roderick Strong taking on Pete Dunne. Match is really good. Uh, Pete Dunne wins with the bitter end on Roderick Strong. Uh, we get. A little promo kind of thing of Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher preparing for the fight pit. They're bringing back the fight pit at New Year's Eve, so it's going to be Ciampa and Thatcher in the fight pit. I love the one with Thatcher and Riddle. Who won that one again? Huh? Did Thatcher win or did Riddle win? Thatcher won that one. Okay, okay, okay. So, so that might be his match, his Lions Den or something. Yeah. Uh, New Year's Evil got a damn good card. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard the card, but it's a pretty good card. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard the card, but I know they they are competing with AEW, uh, New Year's Dash as well. So they, it, you know, it, it's gonna be. 
AEW had a damn good card too. I'm just like, man, now next week is going to be an actual war, but this week it's all about AEW. But uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor have a, a promo because they won match of the year for NXT. So that was dope. And, they did? Huh? They did? Yeah, they did for, for NXT. See, I'm not I'm not hating on NXT, but I don't know about that being the match of the year. Which one, which one did you like better? Not even talking about the war games. I'm just saying, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like that was a good match. I just feel like something was the magic was missing compared to other matches. It's probably because they both got injured. Probably. And they kind of had to rush to finish. So yeah. maybe that's it. Maybe. Best thing on NXT this this week was there was a brawl between Damian Priest and Karrion Cross. They they started at the stage. They start brawling. Then they actually toss each other through that uh, plexiglass window pad that protects the audience in the ramp. Uh-huh. They threw themselves through that, so that was cool. And they went over to the sound equipment, and then um, they both fell through some tables as Scarlett is sitting there laughing. Great brawl. If you guys haven't seen it, go. I recommend going back and check that brawl out. It was really dope. They uh, should they should do something uh, different, though. What you mean? Because they got to mention it was evil. No, I'm talking about the, the, the plexiglass spot. Uh-huh. It's all, they they kind of they almost get into that territory where they kind of doing it too much too often. Gotcha. So so yeah. basically, like, I would love to see Keith Lee pounce Adam Cole through that plexiglass. I would, but not not after like last week. Damian Priest just like destroyed somebody through the glass. Like you know, just, just space it out a little bit. Yeah, uh, Rhea Ripley and um, talks about the broken bond between her and Raquel Gonzalez. So they got oh, last no. week, huh? They used to be they, they used to be R and R. They was like a not a tag team, like they best friends in real life. So it was like they used to tag all the time on the indie on the uh like the photo loops live yeah. shows. Yeah, they did that. Uh so this is gonna last one was standing the next match of New Year's Evil. Uh we have Grandma and Leak and Lince Dorado taking on uh Legato Dove Fantasma. All right, real quick. <laughs> I was at AEW and my cousin called me and said I'm about to turn the station. They got Grandma's Leak coming out on NXT. I'm turning the station. I was like, okay. <laughs> but I think, I mean, if anybody can benefit from going back to NXT, I think Grandma's Leak might be one of those people because after the Cruiserweight Classic, he was like one of those people I thought was going to do something and then he just ended up doing nothing. So maybe he might be the one, you know, maybe. Who knows? So I hope I hope he'll be able to amount to something. Uh, the way uh, Austin Theory celebrates for being the future star of the year, uh, but he wrestled at WrestleMania. So how was that? All right, okay. Uh, main event: Johnny Gargano taking on Leon Ruff for the North American Championship, and uh, the actually the match is actually pretty good. Leon Ruff still has one of the worst frog splashes in the business. I'm sorry, he just can't bring it down like Montez can. Uh, but Gorgano hits the one final beat on Leon Ruff, retained the curse is over, he retains it to the title, celebration with the way. And that was NXT this week. Simple, they, they did the awards, it was mostly like an awards show, stuff like that. But uh, this was, um, it was all it, we, we know everybody's heart was all in one place. I actually hope that they actually um destroyed them in the ratings because. I was gonna say I, I wouldn't even uh have cared this week. Look, we've all 
I'm not saying I care, but I'm just saying, but you know, I, I want everybody to like support Brody Lee and, and his family. Uh-oh. And everybody watch and turn to it. I want to say, it shouldn't be about a war tonight. It should be about honoring a man. And I, I think both shows should have did that, but not the AEW did it the right way. And of course, they were going to do it the right way because he he, he worked so, for them. We start off AEW with a 10 bell salute and the uh-huh. whole roster. This is the first AEW death. Uh-huh. So I, I, with it being in existence for a year and everything, they finally got they, they, they I don't want to say they got they finally got their feet wet, but I'm saying, but it's the first death that they experienced, and then uh-huh. uh Brody Lee's wife and son was out there and her holding him as the bell was going on that that hurt me. You know, trying okay. to okay trying to console your child because uh, they lost their parents, especially at such a young age. That's uh-huh. uh, that 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 is so heartbreaking. Um I, when, when when this happened, it reminded me this whole show had that Owen Hart Eddie Guerrero feel. Okay. okay. Where it was like this man has done he touched so many people mm-hmm. all across the wrestling industry and wrestling business that nobody could say a bad thing about him. And that's mm-hmm. how I felt when it was like about Owen Hart and even Eddie Guerrero. Even when Owen Hart broke Stone Cold's neck, Stone Cold still had good things to say about Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Uh, so, so thing, just, huh? just real quick. So the the I don't even know what you would call this, but the the something whatever it is in me uh wants to be petty and count out that they didn't do ten, they did eleven. They definitely did. I heard the same. Okay, like, okay. <laughs> I I think what happened because I because I, I, every time they do a bell salute type of thing, I always count it for some reason. It's like it's like in me to do that, and mm-hmm. then when they hit it and you hear people start cheering. I think the guy was like, did I do 10 or did I do nine? Just to be safe. Doom! Like that. That's what happened. I was like, I, I was like, that's definitely 11, but okay. All right. Cool. It is. Excuse me. Uh, so we start off with a six. First of all, the whole night is Dark Order. And I'm going to tell you about this. Y'all have heard me on Wednesday night. We'll always say, the Dark Order sucks. I don't like the Dark Order. Tonight, I was off for the Dark Order. It's weird, though, because, like, on BTE, they they are so... They, they're, like, the main event of BTE. Uh-huh. They're just entertaining, and they show their personalities. They don't really show their personalities on screen, or it's yeah. starting to transfer over more, but, like, for weeks, months, they were, like, over on BTE, and then they just didn't even use them. And now they they kind of getting their feet wet, kind of doing more things. But uh, yeah, tonight was all dark order. And, uh, like I said earlier, uh, his son negative one or minus one negative uh, one. Lee, yeah. Lee Junior uh, booked this whole show. So I I like that. I I, lo- I love that. So he got to see some of his favorite wrestlers team up together. They were all tag team matches tonight, player. So uh, he got to see some of his favorite people go up against each other. The Dark Order, like I said, you know they're supposed to be heels. They all had, uh, they were always on a team or something like that. So we start off with a six man tag match. It's Private Party and Matt Hardy taking on the Young Bucks and mm-hmm. Coca Banner mm-hmm. of the Bam Dark Order. Huh? <laughs> boom boom, well boom boom. Very exci- uh, exciting matchup at the beginning. Uh, the, these guys are obviously filling in with the crowd. Tributes to Brody Lee and stuff like that. We're doing Coca Banner's a moonsault to the outside takes everybody mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a 
Pirate Party is getting the upper hand. Matt Hardy comes up with a chair, and then Mark Quinn's like, no, we're not going to even do it that way. Mm-hmm. Which causes a slight distraction. Matt Hardy gets knocked down at the top, and then Coco Bannon gives uh, Isaiah Cassie that, that, that drop across the top rope thing. That mm-hmm. looks brutal when you do it. And then the, the Young Bucks super kick Mark Quinn, got him up in the tombstone, goes down for the Meltzer driver. Or, do you still call it the Meltzer driver? Uh, one is the Meltzer driver, one is the Indy taker. That what they did was the Indy taker. In the taker, okay. It's the indie taker. And then for some reason, I can't tell you why. I love this movie. I love the Superman pin. I love it. Well, I knew from when they booked it, if they had a Dark Order member and then whoever, I already knew the Dark Order member was gonna get the pin. Yeah. So uh I I thought Colt was gonna do like an elbow and roll him up or something, but he I mean it makes sense for him to do that that type of pin where you you know in the type yeah. of Especially after the the, the the indie taker, so yeah, well, everybody um, do they move? You just come in and like, like how um that one spot where whoever was pinning Big Show, like it was Shawn Michaels and Matt Hardy and Edge, and all of them jumped on top of them. Yeah, pinning. something like that. I feel like it's what what kind of happens in those type of matches. Yeah. Uh, so after the match with the acclaim come out, you know, say so start to rap and stuff, but then they come and get super kicked by the young bucks and they get beat up. So. We still try to do a little healer stuff on the show, try to advance storylines a little bit, but it really doesn't really matter. But um, they uh, yeah, they beat him up. So then, then we start getting to talk. Oh, uh, by the way, I skipped this. I shouldn't have skipped this. But before the six man tag match, John Moxley was talking. He wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I took John Moxley not being there kind of like when. Remember when Kobe died and Carmelo couldn't play? Okay. Because okay. Carmelo and Kobe were, were, were that close, they was getting even closer. Moxley and Brody Lee had been wrestling CZW. Uh-huh. They they have wrestled so long in there, and then he said in stadiums he couldn't mention WWE. But remember, they had that all night long hardcore match uh-huh. in 2016 at Extreme Rules that literally lasted the whole fucking night. So, uh, and it, 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 Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper got history over there, especially with the Wyatts and the Shield stuff, and then. Uh-huh. You got the Brody Lee and Moxie stuff over here too, so it's like it was a lot of stuff that uh, was happening. So uh, I actually think he's just in Japan. Oh snap! Damn. Okay, that that too. Nah, because I he, too. he he has to defend his title sooner or later. I mean, this man had it for over a year and didn't defend it like none. Mm-hmm. So I just thought he would be in Japan because they got a show on the fourth. Yeah. So maybe. You're right. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's just selling the, the loss of the title and just taking time off. You know how they got to make a big return some eventually. Exactly. But I said all this to say because we started with the interviews. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. It may feel like a lot like the Owen Hart Eddie Grove uh, tribute show where they would do the interviews in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dar- Darby Allen uh, said that, you know, Brody Lee didn't have no ego at all. He came in and wanted to help the younger guy. And it's a match that he wished, a, a point he wished he could have wrestled. Mm-hmm. And Darby Allen and Luke Harper, uh, Brody Lee match would have been great because I've seen Brody Lee and Orange Cassidy, which is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so six man tag match Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Lance Archer, who comes out in the old Luke Harper gear. Mm-hmm. Yep. That made me like Lance Archer a little bit more tonight. Nah, Lance Archer is cool. Now you got Jake Roberts. You, you know what? Okay. 
I just gotta say this real quick before we even start. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I forgot what whatever week it was that we took off from doing these. Yeah. Uh, Jake at a live show. I don't even know if this is on TV. He took a bump. That's it. Yeah, you, I, I missed that. I didn't see. It. Okay, it must be not on live TV. It must be like doing a commercial. So he took. He actually took a bump, like a, like an actual like somebody beat him up. I forgot what he did to him. They like slammed him or something. He took a bump. I was like, they got Jake out here taking bumps. What? He tried to end the year out strong. I think it was Ricky starts hitting him with a super kick or something. He like fell into the. Yeah, I was like, okay. No, okay. Yeah, I, I, I definitely missed. I definitely missed that. Um, versus Eddie Kingston. The Butcher and the Blade. Eddie Kingston comes out. The mic's not working, so he grabs the mic and says, Brody Lee, I love you, but the Dark Order is nothing. After we got all this stuff out the way, the Dark Order is nothing without you, which they really aren't. So I don't even know what's happening with the Dark Order after this. I mean, it probably going to still I mean, be, be a thing. They're going to – they gonna. I, I, I'll say that to the end of the show to tell you what I think, but uh, you keep going in the match. Yeah. Um, but – uh, basic matchup here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Lance Archer shows he does the remember when Luke Harper would do the Undertaker thing, but he would walk across the whole ropes. Yeah, this man did a <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, this man he does it and says, Let me get Indy for a minute, do a moonsault on him. I was like, Oh, I didn't know he had the moonsault in him. So, uh, yeah. I think he legit pops like Jake Roberts and uh, Stu Grayson. I think they legit didn't know he could do that exactly. So uh, they win the match with with the with the, with the Brody Slam like he used to do, and then uh, the uh, Dark Order wins. Yeah, uh, I don't know finish. what they finish it called, the Fatality, I think, where they yeah, have I one don't... dude has him in the little parabola. The I don't know what you call that. But he flips over and does the cutter. So, but... yeah, it's, it's 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 something, but you know, it's effective. After the yeah. matchup, uh, they all start attacking Eddie Kingston. And then, oh, wait, here comes Jake Roberts. I, I thought he was going to hit a DDT. I thought he was going to hit a DDT, but he should have. He should have. But, you know, he got to save them on pay-per-views. I'm yeah. pretty sure he had to do it on pay-per-view. He turned around and did, did like a little clothesline. I don't know if that was an honor of Brody Lee or not, because he doesn't distance. It might have been, because he would have did a regular clothesline. He had to put a little spin on it. So, he probably. Oh, he put some stank on that, Joe. He put some stank Man, on that. Like, I was like, oh, he. <laughs> Then <laughs> um, yeah. he talked to some, some random superstars from like uh, Scott Dawson. If well, I, it's not Scott Dawson, but you know, um, yeah, Cash Wheeler, Cash Wheeler from uh, FTR, uh, Arn Anderson, and then there's the referee who was really shaken up about this whole thing. And Bryce like, uh, Rimsburg, yeah, said if you if they had a Mount Rushmore of dads, uh, wrestling dads, he is he's on that Mount Rushmore, and I would agree. Him and Titus O'Neil, the people that came to, came to my mind. <laughs> Okay. What, what, Big why man you Titus. Big man Titus. Okay, okay, okay. Because oh, you, you know Titus be winning Father of the Year Award stuff like that. Yep. So okay, yeah. Say Brody, Titus. Uh, I don't know. I, I got to think. I got to really think on it. I got to think. But Maybe like, Kofi. Oh, Maybe Kofi. M- yeah. Well, um, yeah. So now we, we, we have a... a a next another six man tag match. This one to me was the best one of the night. We have Adam Page, John Silver, and Alex Runnels taking on MJF, Satana, and Ortiz. Uh-huh. Uh, MJF has the you know pride and powerful uh, headband on and the Puerto Rican tights. Uh-huh. So uh, he's in there. So uh, and John Silver also has his tribute 
not his tribute Brody gear, but like they was they was playing at an angle to wear the same gear, and they just never got to do it. So yeah. So yeah, John Silver, it had like the Brody Lee gear on. I mm-hmm. like at the beginning of the match, he take the pile of papers and throw it right at uh Santana mm-hmm. Ortiz. Yep. Being being a lead gimmick and stuff like that. So uh this is a, a match where like MGF is just healing up to uh Brody Lee Jr. the whole mm-hmm. night. I was just like, Oh, are we really about to do this heel shit right now? Well, um I think they got like a thing. that might be his like low key favorite wrestler, like in general. Cause uh-huh. like every time Brody Lee's doing like the AEW podcast, or whatever, MJF will interrupt and say, "I hate your kid," and then just leave. So you know they they be on Zoom. He'll come to Zoom, say, "Hey, Brody, I hate your kid," and then leave. So you know they got like yeah. a little uh friendship thing going. Yeah, well, I'm saying so. Like I said, it's a, it's um, you know, it's the healing of. I was like, but you know what. This kid better get a payoff. That's, that's all I was saying. I'm like, you ain't gonna do this, and I'm celebrating my dad. I ain't gonna get a payoff. Uh, then all of a sudden, we see Big Red, aka uh-huh. Eric Rowan, uh-huh. come and make his, I guess, his AEW debut. I think that's a one-time thing. Well, I'm about to say because I don't know if he's still with WWE, if he's not with WWE anymore, or sorry, whatever the case may be. No, nah, he got he got fired, and everybody else got fired. Oh, that's right. Okay, so. I mean, he may come. I mean, he may be new. Oh, I'll say it for later. Uh, so he comes and starts beating up Warlord, and it uh, goes to the back. Uh, MJF takes uh, goes to the front, takes off even Uno's mask. And he's high. They try to spit on and everything. Like that. I'm like this dick. And then, but no, they get him a mask, and then he takes a kendo stick and hits him right in the head with the kendo stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I thought that was cool. Uh, they go back. Um. And <laughs> then they just destroy. I think they just destroy him. Then they just hit him with like three finishes in the exactly, exactly. Hit the Brody bomb and everything. And then Johnson makes the pin. They win the match. He's visibly emotional in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's crying. They had to like help this man up. Rowan comes back. He's crying. Let me tell you something. Seeing Rowan cry, and I'm just like, and then he he had this sign, and his sign was just like. It's not, you know, uh, I know you're gone, but it's not going to be forever. I'll see you down the road. It it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. And you know what? It's, it's funny because I'm seeing another side to these guys I've never seen before. Because prior to me, you have made fun of them before. We made fun of the Bludgeon Brothers and everything like that before. But um, mm-hmm. you can tell that he truly cares about that guy. Yeah. yeah. And they, you know, see, they was crying and everything like that. So I'm just like, you know... Uh, it's, it's not goodbye. See you later, and I true I truly believe that. Uh, so it, it was an emotional moment. I felt that that lump in my throat. I felt my face getting hot, and I was just okay. like, "Okay, you can do this. You can make it through the show. Come on!" But before if we thought the waterworks come on, Eddie Kingston is there to make his statement stuff like that. How he used to make fun of his jacket, look like Harry Potter and stuff like that. So you know, but he said, you know, this is not this is not the end. Uh, when it comes, you know, as your memory keeps living on through your kids, you will never die. Now, because I, I know Eddie Kingston is, is like a Catholic or something like that. So, of course, you know, um, see him down the road as well. We get Britt Baker, or Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, <laughs> and Penelope Ford versus Anna mm-hmm. Jay and a friend of her, because Anna Jay's part of Dark Order, but her friend is a, who, who's a friend again? Tanara Conti. Is that Tanara Conti. So, uh, they had a match. Obviously, the match is very forgettable. 
uh, of what they's going on. It's just all about the tribute. They, uh, Dark Order wins, obviously, um, in the ring. Britt Baker uh, was saying all of a hot, everything was rigged against her. And, and then she oh, gives a Big Rig. To, That's his nickname. I yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, big Rig. So he said it's been a big rig, but the Thunder Rose don't care about no tribute. She come out there, she started beating down on Britt Baker. So we're still kind of advancing that storyline a little bit. Favorite story of the night. So Jericho comes on, and Jericho's like, so you know, uh Excalibur, he got the numbers that day. Him and him and Brody Lee have wrestled about 27 times. Uh-huh. And he said, so he said he remembers one of the times that he counted was in Saudi Arabia. So that sweet Saudi money. And he said, I, 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 said, I think that was the trip. That was the first time then. The uh the the greatest Royal Rumble. The greatest Royal Rumble class when Jericho was there, yeah. yeah. And he was like, there's something on my um ceiling. He took like a sticker or something like that. It was really bothering me. So he comes in, he's like, Yo, man, look, what is that sticker? He said, That's not a sticker, man. That's an arrow. That's the arrow pointing to the direction of Mecca. And he said, To Mecca. He said, yeah, you didn't know that? He said, no. He said, everybody knows that. He said, I didn't know that. That is like a Jericho play to do like, <laughs> like Jericho to be open and honest about that because he, he said he just had so much knowledge and was willing to learn about everything, especially hearing the stuff from, I hear from all the wrestlers and Big E and all stuff like that, that he he's, you know, he learns and educates mm-hmm. uh, people like that. So he said, yeah, because uh, like I said, I have a couple of Muslim uh, relatives, they, they do, you have to point the way you know of the Mecca. That's when you when you pray and things of that nature. So you know, say for Jericho not to know that an old Canadian guy, he's like you know he taught him something new. So uh, he's this kind of guy that he he was and he was still a good wrestler. So I appreciate the words from Chris Jericho, very touching, and um, it, it 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 really it really meant something. Main event six man tag match that definitely. Uh, negative one Brody Lee Jr. book. We got Cody Rose, Orange Cassidy, and 10 taking on Team Taz, which you, of course we are no cage. Just uh huh. I was gonna say, just real quick, even though the Dark Order came out like five or six times, I didn't, I didn't hate it by not one time. Like, <laughs> it, 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 I felt the same. I was like, they all came out to do their little pose, and it, the, the member that was called up goes out there and do this. And first of all, this is, I don't even, first of all, I thought. Brody Lee, don't Brody Lee got like he got two sons, one is older and one is younger. Yeah, uh, Brody Lee Jr. is eight and the other one's like two. Oh, okay, see, that's I thought it was different because I thought I thought 10 was like a part of his family too. No, 10 is just somebody that he hand picked to be in, in AEW in general. Gosh, he hand picked okay. them to be in the company. Yes, well, I mean, 10 got a got a massive physique. And yeah, yeah, and I was just like, this guy. This is the first time I ever really seen ten like in action. So, yeah, cause, uh, uh, I forgot who he wrestled Moxley and it broke his arm, broke his like shoulder, like for real, like mm. his bicep. So, so this match was good here. We, you know, we get everything the kid loves. You know, we get the the Arch Cassidy, you know, lazy kicks and going up against Powerhouse Hobbs and. <laughs> All, all, all that so you know so it gets the crowd laughing cody gets his entrance as usual i was like of course on the tribute show cody got a call there what you got called so, I'm, like, uh, huh? I'm just like i'm just thinking like is this necessary though every week does it have the wrestlemania entrance every week <laughs> 
it's, and, and it's not even like <laughs> it's not even like you can change it. Like you already come out the ground, so you can't even do that in the WrestleMania entry. You can't come out the ground. You got all these fireworks. Up. What, what's there? You got the camera coming from the sky, like yep. <sighs> you got everything, Cody. You right, you right. So, um, but the, the match was it. The match was dope because the main event. I like how they did the main event. They of course they gave ten the pinfall after Cody hit the uh the crossroads on uh who did he pin Ricky Starks? I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then so they're in there celebrating, but I was like, we got ten minutes left. So what's going on? So uh, they're doing they're getting for the real tribute. This is when wait I, wait 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 a minute. Am I missing something? Do do we, uh, I, I thought Darby and oh, oh, oh you're right, you're right. Okay, so at the end of the matchup, Team Taz is starting to beat down on Cody, Orange Cassie, and Ten, but then the lights go out, and then we see Darby Allen coming down from the stands. I was like, I like Darby, but they ain't, Darby gonna make me run off. I'm sorry. Then the lights go out again. And then Tony Schiavone, it's the, everybody was calling the Sting before it happened again. Sting comes down, it's you can, him, you can see him in the door, that's why. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then, first of all, okay, so what do they use? Is, is it like like artificial real snow there? Would it be snowing? Yeah, it's like it's like confetti. Uh, like yeah, because it, it it was like it was falling on the camera. It, it had like a little water residue, and I was like, what how they get a snow machine to do like real snow? Well, be- it's like it's like a smoke machine, but with you know. It's like a smoke machine, but they got a setting on it or something. Yeah, and so uh, I thought I thought that was dope. So they come out to the rock the ring, they clear the ring. You just see an image of Taz, a team Taz on the ape on the on the on the stage, and then you have Sting and Darby Allen in the ring. So I thought I thought that was cool. That's it. Was just that's what happened. It was just we. It was just weird to me because they had like <laughs> they had Cody Sting Darby 10 and Orange Cassidy standing tall I was like why does 10 why does 10 and Orange Cassidy care about Team Cat just be standing tall uh, I was say look it's all it's all it's all for, for Brody Lee Jr man that's that's what he booked so when we get back you brought Cody in the ring so uh he wanted to let them know that you know he uh Brody Lee was a wonderful man. He really was. And all the love that we have seen from all wrestling companies for this man, he was touched and he, he touched everybody. He loved everybody. There's not a bad thing to say about this guy. And it's just truly heartbreaking. He said, but the legacy is going to continue through this guy. He brings out Brody Lee Jr. And my God, when he came out there with his wrestling boots, I said, oh my gosh, you got to hang up the boots. Bruh, it's something about when people put when, when people put their shoes like, like retire their shoes, mm-hmm. it gets me emotional. Real quick, we had a guy in Boscoff's. Okay, I used to work at, I used to work at Boscoff's, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to work in the receiving department. And anytime somebody left, we would take their shoes and throw them up on um, the, the uh, there's a pipe that we had up on the top of the ceiling. One guy got killed. That was in our department. And we, we did. We, uh, his family came by with his shoes, and we tossed them over. And then we had another guy that had left to, to uh, go some to, to leave the state, and we tossed his shoes over. And it got me emotional. I don't know why it's uh, these shoe things get me emotional. Okay. okay. But when when his son put his shoes down, 
in the rain. I was like Lenny Williams, man. The water in the whelms of my eyes was it was there. Like if I blink, the tears is coming down. You, you know that feeling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're crying, and but the, like the water is right there. It ain't running out your face just yet. But if you blink, it's coming down. So yeah, I, I was say, too fast. Say what? If you turn your head too fast, they'll probably come out. It's exact. That's how it was. Like it was overflowing, and I was just like hanging. And then he put the bed in and down, and then Tony Khan comes out, and then he um. And just real quick, yeah. reminds me of I don't know if you ever seen this video, but uh, the actual Brody had this same thing. Yeah, what? He actually had the same thing. Brody, Bruiser Brody. Yeah. They had him, his wife, his wife, and his kid come down and put the boots down the same way. So, you know, people have been comparing Brody Lee to uh, Bruiser Brody for a while. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how much similarities that they they have, and untimely deaths they have too. Um, when uh, Tony, yeah, Khan. Tony Khan comes down oh. and he says, "You know, with all due respect to Cody, but your dad was." One of the greatest uh, TNT championships. So you are going to be the TNT champion for life. They are retiring that title. They gave it to Brody Jr. And they're going to come up with another title. I mean, it's still going to be TNT title, but a different look. <laughs> first of all, I got to say, first chance they get to get this this design out of here that everybody hates. Get it out of here. We don't <laughs> get it out of here. <laughs> Oh yes, a chance to change this. T- yes, get it out of here. Yes, yeah. out of here. Well, I mean, they gave it to us. So he's sitting there with, with the suit on and the mask, and I'm sitting there just like, don't blink at all because these tears are going to start running because it's so heartbreaking. And you see, you see his wife over there just crying. I'm just like, mm-hmm. my God, you lost your dad. You lost, you know, young guy, best friend. He just like you lost your dad, and I mean. It, it it hurts. It's, it's, I don't know what's like to lose a parent. I haven't lost my parents yet. You know, what I'm saying I've lost other other people and people close to me, uh, from family and friends. I'm saying, but when it comes to losing like a parent, I, especially being that young, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying uh, it's, it's just hurtful. And that's and then they have a, a nice video package of Brody and it. They don't care about nothing. They ain't just AEW. They got yeah. That was like they was like we'll, we'll we still so that we'll just pay for it. Exactly. Like like what the fuck ever. If Vince gave us a hard time, it don't fucking matter. We gonna do it. They they show a picture of him and Big E and then Cesaro and stuff like that. All people that was in WWE. They just took all pictures. I was like, that's what you're supposed to do, man. Even they with the titles me. too. Say what? Even with the actual WWE titles, they took pictures. Exactly. With, it ain't about money all the time. It ain't about. Legal rights and all stuff like that. It's like that, that's just greed. So like that it's that this man has died and he has he he has made an impact all over the world where he's been at in the wrestling world. And this is the this is the time right now that you can you know um, honor him and honor all his friends because it's not fair that if you got friends in another company they they can't talk about it so much or they're limited. But then it's like okay, we can do all this on AEW. So yeah, put the pictures in there. I don't care. And that was the yeah, trippy show. He um Tony Khan said that he whatever song it was, he bought the song. So like if it's shown if it's shown in a replay or whatever, it's not gonna be a different song, a copyrighted song. He bought the song so that oh, forever mm. it will play with that with that uh tribute. That is how it should see that is how you do unnecessary tribute because when you deal with a guy that's that 
that nice. I mean, you deal with a guy who has given you his all, and a guy that just you have nothing bad to say about him. You want to make sure him and his family are, are well taken care of. And, and like I said, this this has been this is their AEW's first death, so it, it it's hard for them. But the show gets a round of applause from me. That was one of the best tribute shows I have ever seen produced on, on a wrestling set. I have. Seen the Brian Pillman tribute show, which I know I was watching. I seen the Owen Hart one. I cried. I seen the Eddie Guerrero one. I cried. I seen the mistake of the Chris Benoit one. You know, say because that was supposed to be a tribute show. Uh, so you know, and then I see the, the Brody Lee one, and it just hit on all cylinders. It really did, and it'll, it'll get you. It'll hit you right here in the fields. So it's it's really not about who won for the week. It doesn't matter. Everything's going to AEW this week because and uh, make sure you guys check AEWshop.com, which I'm going to do once I get off this call, and I'm going to uh, make sure I buy me some merch in honor of uh, Roy Lee, and so the proceeds can go right to his family because it got to be hard when you lose somebody this young, and all of a sudden it, it's just you, you you're not prepared for that. He, he may have health insurance, he may have a will, whatever the case may be, but you're still not prepared for it. And, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to help out any way I can. So, guys, that was the Wednesday Night War. It, it was a heavy week, uh, but I'm glad that they, they got it out. I want anybody to go out there and have a safe and happy new year and mm-hmm. uh, join us next week when we're back. Full swing for. Uh, um, obviously, the new year for New Year's Evil, and then you know, as they clash it with the uh, AEW with the AEW show, it's gonna probably be a long Wednesday night war next week. So, stay buckle up for that one. But, uh, once again, this is uh, NCAA place to be chosen from understanding and not Deion Sands for prime time. All right, y'all. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> oh, first. And, um, if you listen to the podcast, continue, but if you just watch it on YouTube, we are out. Rest in peace, John Herbert, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Rory Lee. But, guys, that that's it for our 2020 podcast. We got to end the podcast now. Look, I hope everybody out there is having a, had a happy new year, enjoy the new year. We, we are getting back to work uh, this week, so make sure you guys check out all our great stuff. And uh, hopefully me and Prime can come to you guys with uh, live coverage, on, on, well, we'll we hopefully be live by the end of January, but hopefully by the time you listen to this, me and Prime can do our review of Raw Legends uh, night. Yeah, so. Alumni. I refuse to call it Legends night. Al- alumni, okay. Make sure you guys check out but part of. Check out all the content on there as well. Lulon Pop, Lulon Pop Horror Show. Both sides and Market Dark Show. Check out the Nerd Coalition's content on there as well. No gimmicks in the wrestling podcast. Nerd Gas Talk podcast. Turntable. Talk about culture and beyond. Drunk Thoughts Sober Tongue. Stay tuned for new content that's coming your way. Uh, the the real nerdcoalition.com is down. So uh, it's being updated. So make sure you guys, if you want to go on there, go to the real nerdcoalition.com for your merch. Or go to teespring slash the real and you guys can get your merch that way. Also, make sure you guys check out. Um, all the things that we're going to put on the website as well. Check us out on Google Play, Apple Podca- Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Check us, check out the snippets on YouTube Premium. And hopefully you can check out the podcast when it goes live on YouTube as well. 
Uh, make sure you guys check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast every single Friday. I can't wait for the first episode of the new year. Who, okay, I, okay. I don't know who you have on there, but it should be dope. Uh, I'm not having a special guest on here this week. We just this week we're actually talking about our favorite uh, slow jam ballads, actually. So, ooh, yeah, old school or new school? Uh, either, just favorite old, uh, you know, ballads. Look, Teddy Pendergrass, come on, go with me. Should be on that list. Okay, I'm just saying. We're talking about favorites. It might be on this, it might not. Okay. You know? Who knows? Y'all put Ash Jet on there, I'm slapping somebody. <laughs> last night, last night. Man, well, you might have to slap me then, because I can tell you right now, it's not on my list. But okay, I'm just saying. I, no. That's just because I got, I got a lot of different stuff on my list. Well, I, 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 oh, I'm, I'm just right saying, I don't, I don't want it on nobody's list. But anyway, uh, so yeah, guys, thank you for joining to the podcast. So once again, this is NC and Place to Be Church by Mr. Andy, and not Dance Hands with Primetime. Alright, y'all. <clears throat> I'm going to say this for the first time this year. It's been real. It's been real. Uh, and Q-Flow, we, I know where you're at, but wherever you're at, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offers the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer.